only negative, say it with me guys, is Josh Hartnett's stupid hair. (laughs) (laughs) Good evening. Welcome to two maddening hours of horror and fright. dust again i'm gonna shove my foot so far up your ass i'll be sucking my toes till graduation children of the night what music they make about being killed I'm Candy the Final Girl. Fuck you, gutter slut. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Sean of the Dead. He's tweaking. Let him fucking tweak. <laughs> nice. And this is The House That Screams. Tonight we are talking about the 1998 sci-fi classic, The Faculty. We have Eric Wright. I'm not aware of any lesbianism in my lineage. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Nico Nice. You in my way, pisswad. I'm sorry. I was breathing here. That's the problem. You occupy my air supply, you anal probe. <laughs> I still, I still <laughs> that up. I'm sorry, guys. It's been a long week. No, I uh, thought that was you're good. good. A you're lot good. of us, a lot of us, I mean, I know me specifically, I'm getting over like still like an upper respiratory infection, so I don't even mm-hmm. sound like the, 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 the liquid sex sounds a little weirder tonight. Than you <laughs> can hear the congestion, but it's that Congested time sex. <laughs> wow, what? <laughs> congested sex yeah <laughs> well nico as we t- we have a group chat uh as listeners know nico was really pumped about this one the rest of us were feeling a little wah, wah, wah. so yeah. i think it's only fair that nico gets to talk first well i actually was uh one of the ones that actually saw this first in theaters like the weekend that it opened it was around it was actually like christmas weekend that my my best friend mikey and i we went to go see it and we had a fucking blast with this movie. Like 100% was all into it. Um, this was like the perfect time capsule. I feel like for the era when like dimension films could do no wrong at that time. And mm-hmm. this is also around that time when um, Kevin Williamson was on top of the world with, with yeah. everything. like, you know, this is hot off the success of the first two screen movies. I mean, I think this was just before teaching Mrs. Tingle came out mm-hmm. this director, which I fucking hated, but whatever. But um, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm not I'm not um, ashamed to admit I'm a fucking huge fan of Dawson's Creek because that that was you know his little I don't care people I I fucking loved like I mean when I was in high school that was a big show Nico that's not as embarrassing as what I'm going to admit later so you own that <laughs> no but I but I I, I, I matter of fact I I don't care I fucking I I am an unabashed fan of fucking Dawson's Creek I took the trip to the creek. With, with the four of those kids and watch it to the, to the very end. And I, I love that show. I think that's Kevin Williamson's best, uh, best uh, project that he's done is probably Dawson's Creek. Um, but going into the faculty, it, it was a little different because, you know, we were so used to Kevin Williamson, like horror. And then, you know, him like with the comedic 
coming of age, you know, drama with with Dawson's Creek that he tried his hand at sci-fi. And it for me it, it actually kind of worked cuz I I'm into sci-fi movies. I'm not a hardcore like sci-fi geek. I mean, you know, as we already have discussed, we talked about Star Wars in the past already, but you know, this this is something a little a little different that I that we fully enjoyed and it's very quotable. It's got a lot of Kevin Williamson's, you know, trademark dialogue. Plus the fact that this is with Robert Rodriguez, this was something a little special. So I'm going to stop for now so if somebody else can go with this. Well, I, I want to jump in just so um, I can get my embarrassment out of the way. I was really <laughs> kind of, this is one that listeners really wanted. And I put, if you notice, it was on last um, season schedule. It was on the schedule before that. And every time I pulled it, because it was something I, speci- I was working at video stores. I think I was on my third one because I'd been working since high school in video stores. And I was on, um, I was working there and I didn't see this until it came out for rent. I was 19 years old, that little magical time in your life. And I actually really enjoyed it. I'm not a sci-fi fan, not, not like hardcore, but I do like my soft sci-fi as I call it. This wasn't too sci-fi for me. Like it just depends. I'm, I'm pick and choose with it, but like, I really like the cast. The cast in this is fantastic. Um, it's hard to fuck that up. And I, when I rewatched it last night, cause I put it off to the last possible minute. I'm like, this is because it seems like that's the, the theme for season six mostly is I'm excited to do movies. And then I watch the movies and I'm like, Oh God, Oh no. So watching <laughs> it after all of these fucking years, this is like pre children for me. I was actually really impressed with it. I had a good time. It was funny. The script didn't feel as stale as it did in, in the screen movies for me. This was a little better. It, it hit better with me. And I was just surprised at how well it held up. I was kind of afraid of it. But so to one up Nico's Dawson Creek thing. Okay. So obviously we have like an all star cast in this. There's just like Bonky Jansen's in it, who I think is super hot. Um, you know, I love Claire Duvall. I love Jordana Brewster. I, I watched the Fast and Furious movies for her because I think she's very attractive. I have a type, as you can tell. <laughs> and I mean, I love Josh Hartnett, not his hair. We'll talk more about that later. Um, you know, just like I, <laughs> that but, but we had a hair since, since H2O. Well, we will talk about that later. <laughs> we'll yeah. talk about that. And so, you know, there were, it, he was just everywhere at the time. So getting Josh Hartnett was a big deal. That fucking hair, though, we'll, we'll go. But I mean, everybody was really good. Elijah Wood's great. All these great actors in it. Robert Patrick. And not, not to cut you off, but to talk about the cast real quick. I think we'll agree. Do, do we agree that Usher was kind of stunt casting for the time? Yeah. Yeah. For the movie? For for that for that particular time because that's when he was red hot with when my way came out that album and then and then he did she's all that right so he like he was, he was... I think we had just enough Usher in this about as much as I could I love his I mean I, I don't listen to Usher but when I do I I, I, I do so like for me that you know it was a big deal that Usher he, was in this he's movie. definitely got a liquid yeah. sex kind of voice like he's he's got it going it, on it ain't it ain't like the OG liquid sex here but you know whatever. <laughs> well, yeah you know it's a different kind. <laughs> Right, but yeah, he, so he there was just enough. Yeah, there was just enough Usher in it because he's not an actor. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah, we had Usher there, whatever. But like, the rest of the cast is really impressive. But I, but the chick who plays Mary Beth, she was there. Was a show I was really big into Nickelodeon. Even like in 1991, I was like, you know, 11, 12, and I watched. Mm-hmm. You know, it was big on exploitation, as I call it, all those Canadian shows to fill up airspace. 
So like there was like Snick and you have like Ren and Stimpy and all the shit. But all during that. the day on Saturdays, there was a show called 15 and it was a. Oh, my God. It was a. Do you remember it? <laughs> I, I never went into another person in the oh wild. Who was part of it. There was a show called 15. Now, I would never admit it, but me and my brother, you know, you know, my brothers are gay. So we were watching our little tween soap opera called 15. That was where Ryan Reynolds first started. He was the kid brother. Now, if you looked at you're like, oh, my God, what a goofy little kid. But I remember later on, I'm like, how do I know Ryan Reynolds? Fucking 15. He was the little brother. So it was wild. But she was on there. She was one of the main cast. And she and her boyfriend, I mean, his name was Troy. They were like my whole world. I was like 11, like, oh, my God, they're in love. And 15 seems so grown up. Now, <laughs> now, do you feel like that's more embarrassing than the Dawson's Creek thing? I, I can actually kind of one up that, but really, I, really, uh, I'll, yeah. So <laughs> we, we got to do that. Okay, so when um, it was right after the third Final Destination movie came out, the one like goth girl that gets killed in the in the hardware store with the mm-hmm. with the nail gun. So there was this show. I don't know how we had it because like my sister and I thought we were so fun. I was dating this girl Courtney at the time. And we had, um, yeah, nice name drop. Edit that out. No, fuck it. Leave that bitch's name in there. Let 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 let, let, her, let her let her suck on that. Um, we had one of those like high def like big screen like projection TVs that we would rent from like errands or like rent a center. And we somehow got like every fucking cable channel. And there was like this one like teen like channel, and it was a show called like Insta Insta Star or some shit. And that girl was on it. And for some reason, like we were fucking hooked on this show. We worked at the fucking movie theater. We'd come home like late at night. It was on. We would fucking like smoke a joint, drink a couple of beers, and like I had a house full of people watching this show because of that <laughs> fucking girl from Final Destination 3. But we're all into this where it's like she's like this Canadian pop star that is like finding success, you know, and it's like one of those like teen coming of age, like and we're like fucking hooked on this show. So yes, they're, they're I, the funny yes, thing I'm, about I'm like the, the time period of like nineteen ninety one. 1990 when i'm watching this show and she's you know this chick i cannot for the life of me i feel really rude i didn't look up her name you know for a second i really thought you were going to say like degrassi or something as like the show that she no i never watched degrassi i was just a little too old how have you never seen degrassi because i didn't watch it it was on it it was on public it was on pbs all the time it was her name's laura harris um no i just like i outgrew that stuff pretty quickly so it was like i didn't want to watch stuff geared towards teens because i always thought i was you know all that so that's why nobody knew i watched 15 because i was this metal chick i would never admit it to anybody to Mm -hmm. anybody that like i'm saying it now because i'm in my 40s and i don't give a fuck anymore but anyway so i thought that was a neat little thing and she's all nude in this movie but whatever um i was kind of like oh my god look at you (laughs) where the fuck you been and where the fuck did she go? I don't know. But anyway, she she was it was a nice little trip, like for me to see her like, oh, shit, I remember that. Um, but uh, that's just like my my starting point. I do have another some other points to make, but I'll. I'll yeah, so I uh, saw this in 90. It came out in 98, right? OK, so I was uh, I was a senior in high school when this came out. And I remember seeing this when it came out. I'm pretty sure I saw this in the theaters and I enjoyed it. I I liked it. You know, I'm a big sci-fi fan. Um, And just the the time period um, that it takes place in the high school, you know, I mean, it just, you know, what, what student hasn't thought that their teacher was out to get them, you know? (laughs) And so, I mean, it, 
it just it was really fun and and had a lot of fun watching it and like candy i was really trepidatious to go back and watch this because i hadn't seen it since and been burned a lot going back and watching uh films from my childhood that i remember loving and watching them with adult eyes and and not quite enjoying them like i used to um but you know i had a lot of fun with this um i could have done without the horrendous soundtrack Hmm. Um, that's definitely not a time period of music that that I enjoyed. Did we need it? What's cooler than Alice Cooper? Nothing. They're like, let's remake this Alice Cooper song. I'm like, oh god. Right. Yeah. <laughs> let's get let's get covers with Oasis and Soul Asylum and fucking Creed. Kill yeah, me. Creed. No, no, I can. Yeah. yeah, without their music for sure. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's you know, I I think I read in in one of the reviews when I was getting ammunition uh, for Sean's shitty reviews, somebody referred to the cast in this as the JV team. Um, you know, because at that time period, it was like Sarah Michelle Gellar, Freddie Prince Jr. You know, those yeah. were the uh, those were the hot shots. Um, what's your what's your guy's name? I can't. Ryan uh, Philippi. Yeah, you know, I those those were the the hot commodities kind of back then. Though, but so, but you know, I mean, this was you know early Josh Hartnett, um, you know, who would go on to do Sin City um, with Elijah Wood. Um, you know, we can thank this film for getting Elijah Wood the role in Lord of the Rings because it was on this film that that you know he found out that they were casting for it. Um, yeah, all in all, I mean, the movie it's the movie is not perfect by any means i think uh one of the taglines was the breakfast club meets the thing and it's not as good as either of them um, <laughs> True. and it's this is like this is like one of those things like you know stephen king talks about a lot like you know when he comes up with his stories he just he just does what ifs so like you know he'll be presented with a scenario and he'll just be like well what if you know this happens in this scenario and it it feels like somebody watched the thing and they were like huh what if this happened in high school? You know, because that's essentially what we get. It is, we are watching the thing for 90s high schoolers. And it's nowhere near as good as the thing. Um, it's nowhere near as good as many of the movies that they mention. But the thing that I really enjoyed, the thing I had a lot of fun with was, you know, the meta uh things that occurred in this you know all like uh, uh john stewart's character was a uh, uh, professor edward furlong yeah you know and and you know you had robert <laughs> patrick in there who played the t-1000 and the whole thing about him running in the hallway was running exactly like the t-1000 ran you know even i think the camera angles uh were very mm -hmm. similar to to the shots of him running in terminator 2. dude they even um, got piper laurie and fucking bb newworth to be in this right I, I yeah, like, so I mean, mom. this was, you know, there, and, and you had like all these references to all these different stories and movies and um, just, you know, I, it's fun. It's, it's brain dead fun to me, you know, and you know, what's, what's better than it, Josh Hartnett's hair um, is just horrendous. Um, his clothing choices are horrendous, but that fucking car. Tell me the what GTO? you didn't dress mm. like that in the late nineties, oh, though. No, no you're absolutely right. They they all represented, yeah, you know, just like with the Breakfast Club, they represented an archetype, right? And very, I mean, just I mean, cut and paste from Breakfast Club. Um, 
but you know they represented an archetype or a clique and we had all of those people in our school you know and josh hartnett playing this fucking you know druggie who was like really super intelligent but he didn't want to show that side of him i knew people like that hell most mm-hmm. of the potheads i hung out with were like super fucking smart it just wasn't cool to get fucking a's you know but outside of class oh my god you know these guys were fucking geniuses um but yeah, all in all, man, I I actually enjoyed watching this. I I went into this thinking, you know, oh god, here we go, you know. But the movie ended, and I looked at Candy, and I was like, that was a lot of fun. I'm impressed. Oh, I guess it's my turn. I suppose if you uh, want, I mean, yeah, I suppose I should talk <laughs> about it. Um, I saw this when it first came out. Um, I think I was also a senior in high school or close to it. Um, but yeah, I went with a um, friend from the church youth group who also liked horror movies, but he liked really dumb horror movies, like the Children of the Corn sequels, not the oh original, the really horrible sequels. And he would just like, he was obsessed with movies of that grade. So <laughs> we didn't always agree like on like what horror films were good or worth watching, but we saw that in the theater together. Um and we we both like had a fun time with it, as I recall. Like, and he he did think that some of the scenes were just hysterically funny. Um, that said, I didn't remember a whole lot about this movie other than it was sort of invasion of the body snatchers ish, and it had like some cast members that I really liked. Like, I love uh, Fonka Jansen. Like, oh, she's yeah. cool and everything. Um, so I was like, I remembered she was in it. Uh, I forgot a lot of the other people though, like. Robert Patrick is badass. Piper Laurie's awesome. Although they could have utilized her more. Like she needed a good bellow scene where she just yells at, at someone in, in some over the top fashion. Like this movie needed her doing that. So that was a little bit of a bummer that it didn't happen. Um, but yeah, when I revisited this, it's like, it was this dose of like peak nineties nostalgia, like all of these cool cast members that I enjoyed from a lot of different shows and uh i was like holy shit it's lilith from fraser you know <laughs> like in the opening scenes um but it's like that's it i mean that's all having so many like really cool cast members is also in some ways a bit of a downfall because i wanted some of these characters to develop more or or give them a chance to be like bigger bad guys than they were once they're uh, you know, turned into uh, possessed by the alien species. Like I just, I thought they could have like, I don't know, made them more powerful antagonists, but that said, I thought it was a, a fun um, movie to revisit, even though I, I wouldn't say it's a masterpiece. I kind of get a kick out of the, the sort of Kevin Williamson, you know, type of writing and humor that he interjected and his take on, or twist on like, oh, we're going to test which one of us is the, the alien, but instead it's in a high school setting and they're all taking like, who knows what this drug is <laughs> instead of doing the blood test. So I thought that was kind of a fun reimagining of that, that iconic scene from the thing. I would say it's not as, um effective is that scene from the thing but it was fun yeah <laughs> you know who else i always forget in this fucking movie that fucking neckbeard um harry knowles the dude that ran ain't it cool news oh yeah oh, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's oh, what yeah, i mean like, it's like you 
and and what's his name? Uh, Daniel von Bargen, I think his name is the one that was um the military teacher and Malcolm <sighs> in the Middle, and he was also in Super Troopers. He I don't he yeah. passed away, but he he's actually really good in this too. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, and I, I was like really surprised to see John Stewart in this. I'm like, what the I fuck? Forgot he, he was in it. He I was actually like, steals. Shit. I think he like steals the movie really. You know, Professor Furlong. Yeah, yeah. What what a name choice! Like. It's just way, way too on the nose. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it was a yeah. little tacky, but like, I think like he did pretty good with the role. Yeah, yeah. And, and fucking Danny Masterson. Oh, uh, God, I was grossed out. Oh, and the her. fucking dude, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, from Days of Confused. Yeah, this, yeah. This is um, Wiley um, Wiggins. Wiley, Wiley Wiggins. Wiggins. Well, what the fuck was the, what's the character's name in um, Hirsch? Oh, my. Hirschfelder? No, and. And they said, no, his name was something else. Fuck. They seem confused. I can't remember his name. I haven't seen it forever, but I just Fuck, know my, like, look my it ex-boyfriend. Yeah, no, I'm going to look it up, too. And as soon as, as, soon as we, like, we, we figure it out, we're going to know. We're like, oh, shit, yeah. that, that's it. I used to love Days and Confused, and then later on, I dated a guy forever that looked like him, but with red hair. I now wonder at my taste. <laughs> no, this Mitch isn't the first Kramer. time. Yep. Mitch Kramer. By the oh, way, just real yeah, real quick, me is wondering, his actual character name in the faculty is fucked up number two. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that would make Danny Masterson fucked up number one. Well, which he I mean, is. He's just a fuck up number I had some really off color things to say <laughs> that I can't repeat because they're so off color. Well, we'll just move on from that. Not gonna let him ruin my night. Moving on. Moving on. So I wanted to take it upon myself to to talk about my role here in the House of Screams, besides being bossy. Like, <laughs> everybody sort of has their own contributions. You know, um, everybody's great at what they do. I'm not the smart one or anything else, but I will be the fashion police. Absolutely be the fashion police. <laughs> and I, I, there were crimes committed that I have to talk about because they're very distracting. Josh Hartnett's hair. Now you'll notice that there's there's going to be a theme with that. Now I had the most confusing crush on him because of that fucking hair that was like his his like signature thing at the time. Every movie he was in, he had that fucked up hair for about two years. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Well, the oh, only yeah. thing I remember it was I remember definitely H two O because that was his first movie and he had that stupid fucking haircut. And then, and then he had it in this. Uh-huh. And then I think like after that, I don't remember him having it after the faculty. Well, that was a couple of that, that spans about a year, two years, pretty close to that. Like it's, they, it's, a, first, it's a year, they're, they're, they're a year apart because H2O was 97 and then this one was 98. Listen, a year is way too long. I mean, yeah. you know, I'm just judging <laughs> a on my year with that hair. Because fact, even even like how he dresses was like kind of similar to it, even though he wears like the prep school uniform in Halloween, it's like how he wears it. It's like, right. he's like, I'm the edgy bad boy. Like, with yeah, the, that's, uh, and, and that's exactly <laughs> what I was saying about his hair. I was like, Josh Hartnett's whole thing is I'm dreamy, but I'm a bad boy. You can tell by my hair and the way I wear my clothes. I exactly said that. And so I could never tell anybody one. It wasn't my kind of guy, but I couldn't be like, Mr. I'm on the cover of teen beat or whatever the fuck teenagers read at that time. Even though I was one, I didn't read it, but I was like, he's kind of cute, but God, that fucking hair. But it was didn't like, he, did he cut his own hair? That's that's what it was, right? He cut his own hair to make it look like that. Oh God, it was so stupid. I just want to smack him in the face. I don't know. This, this, it this reminds me of that fucking... line of Superbad. It's like smacking God in the face for giving a beautiful gift, you know? Like you fucked that up, man. I, I don't know. It's like that, that it's like he th- this nigga had fucking perpetual bedhead. 
Like, and yeah. and like girls were into it. I wasn't. I'm I wanted trained. that I'm hair t- cut or longer or something. My, anyway, so that my, was his my, whole my, my, uh, shit. sister. My sister was like completely into him at that time. I thought time. I was into him, even <laughs> in H2O, which, yeah, I saw um, in the theaters. Anyway, um, I'm not proud of that. But anyway, so Josh Hartnett, I thought he Halloween was adorable. Ends. I thought he was adorable <laughs> with that fucking hair. And it turns out I'm not the only person who had problems with that. And obviously, I mean, now in hindsight, everybody's like, yeah, that was stupid. But a lot of girls fell for that shit. And I'm sure plenty of gay dudes. Anyway. Oh, yeah. I want to talk about Delilah. <laughs> who I love Jordana Brewster. What to say, it's your bitch right there. That is my bitch. I fucking love her. But I, you can tell that this script, back me up, Erica, on this one. You can tell the script is written by three straight men. And here's why. <laughs> Wait, because- no. No, no, because Kevin Williamson is not straight. Okay. He is, he three is men. gay. <laughs> I was I was going with majority rules, but you're correct. Okay. Three dudes. Let's just go that way. Three dudes. Okay. Three dudes. And and the gay dude doesn't wear makeup. Okay. Because some gay dudes do. Three dudes who don't wear makeup. Because when Stan goes up to kiss Delilah, she backs up and she says, These are Estee Lauder lips. Take 72 minutes to apply. Now I got I get it. It's supposed to be funny. But I want to know, like, what were these dudes doing? Like, you know, hey bro, like. How long does it take to put on lipstick? I don't know. Like my girlfriend's in there for like a while. I'm gonna say at least an hour. Let, let's bump that up. Let's say 72 minutes. There is no. <laughs> how stupid do you have to be? I said something I can't repeat. But uh, <laughs> I'm like, is she a fucking idiot? Is she stupid? Even if you line your lips, which is adding an extra step, you, you line your lips, you put on your base coat. Let's say you're dumb and you put on a second coat and then you put your top coat on, which is like a gloss <laughs> or a shimmer. That's like, if you milk it 10 minutes, it's not even cute. It's not funny at all. Like, I'm like, I guess they thought they were being funny, but she sounds yeah. like a fucking doorknob. Yeah. Maybe they were going <laughs> for the whole, like, you know, like, um, I'm she's sorry. Later and she's clearly stupid. I'm sorry. I can't. I have to wash my hair. You know, maybe, like, you know, maybe that was it. I wasn't really sure what they were. You know, don't kiss like, me. It took me 72 minutes to put these. But no, like, but uh, that's not the impression I get of Delilah. Like, I get the, the Delilah is like kind of like a straight A student and like very intelligent, like in the top, like 5% of like her class well, is like the impression that I get of, you know, to, to, you know, the school <laughs> that I went to was a football school. Right. And, you know, the cheerleaders and the jocks, they were all in the AP classes with me. You know, you kind of, we were expected to have the good grades and play the sports and do the things. So, um, I don't know, but it's just like, when we talk about the breakfast club thing and like doing the archetypes and it's become sort of a fun thing to do since then, but we don't, I don't know too many people who ever really fit into any one of those purely, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like I was sort of a mix of like Clay Duvall's character, a little bit of Delilah, a little bit of stand a little bit of this you know like i don't think anybody's clearly like that but I, I, it's like okay i need to wash my hair but like why would you say 72 minutes let me have this i thought it was funny but not in the way that it was supposed to be funny like wow you could have yeah. done something completely different and also even in the 90s no teen girl was wearing estee lauder that's mom and grandma shit is it possible because since we know that i don't know if you do you, you know or not Tommy Hilfiger provided the clothing for the movie. Right. And there was like a whole big ad campaign at that time for the faculty with the uh, cast and kind of a product. Literally, they were. Do you think maybe Estee Lauder? 
I think maybe in and this, this, if, if, if we're going to venture there, because I, here's here's the thing, Estee Lauder totally could have put that in there because they can't they've always consistently had trouble breaking into the younger demographic of women because Estee mm-hmm. Lauder and there's there's a thing um, that has been said. Nobody wears the same lipstick as their mother. So yep. they've always been your mom or your grandma wears Estee Lauder. My mom didn't wear makeup. I had to figure all that shit out on myself. But she had one lipstick and it was fucking Estee Lauder. You best bet I was never I, wearing Estee Lauder. Pretty sure I'm I'm just gonna not I'm just gonna play devil's advocate for this one and think that maybe Estee Lauder definitely wanted to do some product placement. I think you're right. And it wouldn't make sense because yeah. nobody at that age, no women, no girls were wearing Estee Lauder, their moms or their grandmas were. Well, plus yeah. at that time too, like like we said earlier before, Kevin Williamson was like red hot at that time. So anything he was mm-hmm. attached to, I'm like people were gonna obviously jump all over and you know, and I didn't think of that, of so that's a really good point. But I still I, again, I don't know for sure. Young it's women just, don't wear Estee Lauder, right? I mean, I don't know for sure, but I mean, also that, that makes sense, especially because you said that that it just makes sense that I was did notice of, like, all the Tommy guys. Hilfiger stuff. Yeah, and I was that like, was like Tommy Hilfiger. Like, that into my memory that guys didn't go around wearing that looking like fucking douches listen i'm not gonna lie like and tell you i didn't because that was like the thing especially for like as a hip-hop kid in the early like like the mid 90s when tommy hill was like first like i had a pair of tommy hill jeans i have like tommy hill like polos tommy hill like belt like the whole even the tommy hill fucking cologne at the time like i had to, we had tommy hill everything that was, that was long, every thankfully. dude i knew in high school <laughs> well, I mean, for us, it, for me, it was like my, my sophomore year of high school, but like it didn't last long. So like, yeah. but I, but I had all this like, stuff. to the point where I fucking forgot all about it. So I watched the movie and I was like, oh God, yeah, everybody was wearing that. Yeah. Like, nobody, I promise you, nobody was wearing Estee Lauder. That's yeah, you'd all. think you'd think like big pins would have thrown like some product placement in here with all the fucking <laughs> pins being. <laughs> yeah, around. That's a brand. What was it? Heroes. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, I didn't go over as well as I, I thought it was. I thought it was being hilarious. I thought well, no, it was. I, pretty, I mean, <laughs> shit, when it happened, when it happened, Candy and I looked at each other when she said that, and we were like, what the fuck? 72 minutes. <laughs> Not funny in the way that it was probably intended. Yeah. Right. I was like, yeah. this is way out of touch. <laughs> so, one one thing is that uh, I want to bring up to that we forgot about. We're talking about all these cast, cast, cast. We forgot that fucking Christopher McDonald's in this as fucking Casey's yeah. dad as Elijah. What and fucking Shooter McGavin, Scooter. And yeah, first that's of all, a funny story too. I, I met him only once. Mm-hmm. He was at one Monster Mania. He had like that weird porn stash, like he did in this movie. Yeah, and thank Christ, he was exactly like he was in this and as he was as Shooter McGavin when I met him. That mm-hmm. actually made it so much better. All I simply asked him was, "Oh, do you have any pictures of you as Goose?" from Greece too, from my mm. sister. I was going to get, because, spoiler, I don't care. This is going to be a hot take right now. Mic drop. Grease 2 is better than Grease 1. I said what I said. Uh, <laughs> the music's better in 1, but the story's stupid. But but 2 has Cool Rider. It's no Grease Lightning. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I like a song that talks about it being a pussy wagon. Cool Rider. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's it. Any arguments invalid. Cool writer. I, I disagree. I need my pussy. Michelle, M- Michelle Pfeiffer going up that ladder and missing the steps and like not even missing a beat. Cool writer. So that's what we're going to say. But we, we, we love, you know, I mean, come on. He's fucking Shooter McGavin. Like, yeah. You know, th- this is how much I love Christopher McDonald. He, he basically plays a fictionalized version of Jerry Jones, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, my favorite football team. 
and the Dwayne Johnson, who oh, I also love, my man crush, and that show Ballers on HBO. So to me, Christopher McDonald can do no wrong. But it was really awesome when I met him because he literally said to me almost like I was Casey from the movie. And I was like, do you have any pictures of you as Goose from Grease too? He's like, sorry, pal. Fresh out of all of that. <laughs> Made my whole fucking day. I was like, I was with Bitch Face. And she's like, you're not mad? I'm like, no. He just talked to me like I was Elijah Wood in the movie. I'm fucking ecstatic right now. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> the only other memory I have at a, at a con that tops that, that I don't have a picture of because she wouldn't do it. But she did it privately for me was when I met Lynn Shay and she did the uh the from fucking Kingpin. <laughs> I, I got her to fucking do it. Especially when I was like, she's like, where, where are you living? I'm like, oh, I live in Scranton. She's like, oh, and I'm like, yeah, like your character in Kingpin. I'm like, I get a picture of you doing that. And she's like, absolutely not. And she turned around and she goes, she goes, blah, 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 but you'll have that for the rest of your life. And I was like, all right. Oh, that's it. great. <laughs> that's I awesome. I appreciate that. All right, cool. Funny. But but yeah, I mean the fact that I got to meet him and he was like that, I was like, I like how how much you know what I mean? Like what what more could you want? Right, yeah. You know? I mean he I don't know. I and also too uh the actor that plays um oh god, was it Stan? That's his name, the the football player. He's in the other the Farley brother, look you ever saw outside Providence. On yeah. That's it. Yeah, I can't pronounce his last name and I'm glad you jumped in with that. Thank you. Um that's another movie I think is severely underrated from that time. Is that so? If nobody's ever seen it and you want to see something else that he's in, I know he's on some show on TNT. And he my didn't. My brother name. was way into the Fairly Brothers movie, so I'm sure I have seen it, but yeah. I can't well, recall. Somebody who's on trial for something that happened during a movie is in that movie as well. Yeah, but mm. it's a Fairly Brothers movie. Yeah, so you kind of get an. It's actually, I think it's like a little semi-auto biographical too if i'm not mistaken but i just love the fact that like they refer to the he refers the son the father refers to the kids as dildo and ass bag <laughs> yeah so I, i'm yeah. having memories now that's yeah. my cat yeah so um what else was the thing but i remember like when this came out this was like pretty big for a lot of like my friends like actually some dare say like you guys said a lot of it said like oh i actually like this better than i like scream yeah i do I I put this to me. This this I like it better than all the other screen movies. Maybe about a, a little bit more than like the original screen. See, I I don't know. See, like to me, like is like with the Kevin Williamson like hierarchy of stuff at the point. I mean, it's the first two screams, this and Dawson's Creek, and I feel like after that, it just became. He had a formula, and he he never and he he was the epitome of the if it ain't broke, don't fix it wheelhouse mm -hmm. and he he stuck a little too close to the formula and i and i think i don't want to say it was his ultimate downfall but i think that's kind of when he started falling out of being relevant and he he kind of fell quickly out of being relevant after i feel like the the third season of dawson's creek came out because he he really i don't know because teaching mrs tingle was fucking garbage yeah, that shit, the drive-in, and I really wanted to hurt someone because that movie was stupid. I wasn't there to see it, but it was the first feature, and I was like, eh. I mean, to the point, like he, he, like I think what also hurt him was like his ego got a little bit too big, and then you know, Scream Three is like a piece of garbage. I mean, it's it it, it was the worst Scream until Scream Five came out, but <laughs> but um, you could tell because Kevin he didn't write the script. His ego got too big. He's like, well, I'll just produce it. 
Scream Four, I think, was a little bit better because he he was a little bit more hands on. But I mean, you could tell it had all like the Kevin Williamson tropes. But I feel like he he definitely peaked with this one with the faculty. I think he kind of cracked like the the the, the sci fi nut quickly and introduced a lot more people of our generation, I guess, into a, another genre when he the way he did with Scream with horror. You know, I saw I saw a lot of people likening this to. Um another film of the era, Disturbing Behavior. Uh, yes. Disturbing Behavior is not as good as this movie. It was actually no. terrible. No, Katie Holmes is like the garbage. kiss of death on a movie. I'm yeah. sorry, but she is. Yeah. I'd heard that before. What other movie was she in that we... Teaching Mrs. Got... Tingle. Was she in that? <laughs> yeah, she's the oh, lead. Correct. <laughs> yes, that Katie Holmes is the kiss of death to a fucking yes. movie. Uh, the only thing she kind of and even then, the like Dark she Knight, was uh, Batman Begins. She, but she was like awkward as shit in fucking uh, Dawson's Creek. Like honestly, like I never liked her as Joey Potter. She's she she's got like a wooden plank kind of. Well, see, I don't know because like I grew up in New York and like in New Jersey, so like Z one hundred used to always make fun of her and call her like ET face all the time. Oh, oh wow. no. Well, they would also call Tori Spelling. They also call Tori Spelling shovel face, but, but yeah, but, but <laughs> Katie Holmes. They always said E E T, aka E T face. Katie Holmes. I just think she's not a very good actress. Uh huh. So, like, she was the kiss of death. I saw Disturbing Behavior because I like this movie, and I hated Disturbing Behavior. Yeah. See, the problem was, I feel yeah. like she she started getting typecast. Like, that's kind of why. Like, it's it's like I'm glad like Michelle Williams broke out. She's phenomenal. She Brooke like Mountain as, blew me like away. as much as I mean, we were talking the last time, I think about the Fablemans. We talked about that last last week, I think, right? How it's like it's a vanity project, but she plays, you know, the female lead as like his, you know, not Steven Spielberg's mom, but <laughs> Steven Spielberg's mom. Um, and it's a little bit too pretentious and a little over the top, but like still, it's like the fact that like here's here she is, and where's where's Katie Holmes? She spawned. Tom Cruise's kid that he never sees. That's, that's kind of weird. Yeah. It's not my business, I guess. Yeah. But why would you have a kid and then be like, fuck that? Oh, wait. You know, that happens then, all the time, doesn't it? Yeah. And then yeah. the irony, it's like if you look at like the other Creek kids, um, you know, Joshua Jackson already went in with Mighty Ducks under his belt. So he already had that kind of built in fan base with that. And he still does things now and he's still staying relevant. James Vanderbeek, literally the month after this movie came out, was in. Pro- arguably, and this is again, arguably one of the biggest sports movies of all time with Varsity Blues as yeah. for like football. That's the, that's one of like the best fucking football movies ever made. That was a made. big deal at the time I watched it. I couldn't get into it. I'm not, I don't like sports. I, but it was like that movie. Like when we went to go see it, put it like this, like faculty wasn't sold out. Varsity Blues was completely sold out. Yeah. When we saw it, like mm-hmm. it was packed to see Var, because at the time, James Vanderbeek was like the shit. Mm hmm. I mean, he's even got to hit him now to the point he's making a career just being James Vanderbeek, showing up as stuff and stuff as James Vanderbeek. Yeah. What the fuck is Katie Holmes doing? <laughs> at least Kevin Williamson has Collecting like some child support. Right. And at least like Kevin Williamson, you know, he's still obviously in the irony is that we're recording this today. And this is the day that uh, what we call it. Scree VI comes out yeah. <laughs> in theaters tonight. Um <laughs> And he's still making money on those characters on that creation from almost now, almost 30 years ago. Right. And he's still relevant. Where the fuck is Katie Holmes? <laughs> Hanging hang with Surrey. Yeah. 
Like I said, collecting child support. I guess there's worse things in in the world you could be doing because I'm sure it's thousands upon thousands of dollars a month. She's she's trying to phone home. Ouch. I don't want to step on anybody's toes, but Nico said something that I wanted. God damn it. Okay. Sorry. What? I wasn't unmuted for a second. Oh. Okay. So anyway, I wanted to step on so- or say something. Um, I didn't see this movie in the theater, but like I said, I was working the video store. And, you know, you kind of have your ear to the ground in a different way. So I couldn't afford I was, you know, college student dating a fucking loser in a band. Story of my fucking life. Um, who impregnated me later um but yeah so like when when new releases would come out well i remember scream it set this precedent and i did bring this up in our twitter thread about this uh episode tonight that all of the movies at this time once scream came out they did this the covers were just their faces and i knew i knew you were going there i knew you were going there and i gotta tell you that shit makes me fucking sick it was the worst fucking time for me because i started working at video stores in 96 and then you know you guys all know that was my senior year i'm a little bit older i mean i think nico and i you graduated in 97 right uh 98 god you guys you're killing me but <laughs> well no i the only reason why and i i guess i'm gonna have to admit something i actually did get left back in the sixth grade, and that was on purpose but that's I, I skipped the there, grade so. when i was younger but although um, i started kindergarten like matt early so like i was ahead but i purposely like stayed back because they, they told me from my age i should probably not that i was like dumb or anything it's just no i know you're not dumb but so i graduated in 97 so you know this movie comes out i'm 19 putting it on the, the shelves but like you know you got to understand um at this point i was at a mom and pop video store blockbuster had broken my heart and uh, so mom and pops were the place to be, but you had to have 80 million, like the whole wall would be these movies, but they all look the fucking same. And so after Scream and Scream 2, which was the worst thing that ever happened to me, um, <laughs> it was, it was at the time, it was really bad. I was like, why did I let this happen? Um, my two favorite characters died. What am I doing? Um, but so the faculty comes out and I immediately would hate it because I'm stocking like 20, 25 copies. You know, you have to shrink wrap, put them on the wall, and they all look like the cover of Scream. That happened for, like, probably a good almost decade that mm-hmm. they did all horror-type movies like that, and I never trusted any of them ever again. And I was so glad we got away from that because now the big thing is neon. On on horror titles, like, when you see the covers, a lot of them are very neon. So there's mm-hmm. these trends that I pay attention to because I just worked at video stores for an embarrassingly long amount of time. But yeah, so this movie came out and I didn't trust it, but I like grabbed it anyway. And I'm glad I did. But like, yeah, this was a really terrible time in covers. They were all misleading. They all mm-hmm. looked the fucking same. Remember Urban Legend? God, I hate yeah. that movie. It looked yeah. exactly the fucking I, same. I, I kind of, so kind of, here, so here's the irony because I'm going to kind of piggyback off what you just said because I also worked at Suncoast and we would see these type of covers all the time too. The irony is the original Scream poster had none of that. It was literally just Drew Barrymore's face. I remember or they that. Have the, or they had the hand over it her, her like mouth. It was like the video that release it. of it, the VHS. So, and the irony is that you're bringing up the whole neon thing, and yes, but if you really look at, especially with Marvel, they still do like that entire, it's, we, which, you know, I guess, I guess the, the proper, not proper term, we can coin the phrase, you can either call it the dimension cover or the actual, the screen cover. Neo Max. Miramax cover. I mean, yeah. you know, but really, it's the Scream cover going forward, and that's how it's always. I mean, I always even call it the Scream cover. H H two O had the same thing. Same thing. I, I actually Myers. made a post about it, mm-hmm. and um, I'll see if this will 
I was just making a few examples because nobody was believing me. I just made a couple. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Look the yeah, fucking see, same. See, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yes. yeah. Even like even other studios like fucking Sony when they were releasing Urban Legend. And, I know we did, did the same thing. Um, so even you, like, nowhere was safe. Right. Even like Warner Brothers when Valentine's Day or that Valentine movie came out. <laughs> yeah. And even like House on fucking Haunted Hill had yeah, the same had fucking the thing. Yeah. So like it's it's still a thing. I mean, I know like you and I joked around about when we actually get to make sticks and stones because you were like, oh, what's an idea? You, and I told you basically it's to almost spoof the Scream 2 poster. And I was begging but you, like, no, but like purposely <laughs> no. because, like, but but then when I kind of explained to you like what we were gonna do with it, you were like, "All right, I could kind of see it," because I mean, the <laughs> movies, our our movies, also went homage to these '80s and '90s films that we grew up on. So to have that kind of poster for us would fit. Versus what? And now it's mostly in horror, falling out of fashion. So this is the mm -hmm. right time. Yeah, yeah. and. Uh, I mean, yeah, now it's just like a single image and it's just like, okay, I guess that's which, okay, we're getting back to basics from like back in like the seventies, like how it used to be. But yeah, they, they definitely like, I, I mean, I, I'll give it to, I'll give it to Miramax or, or Disney really. Cause I, it was Disney. It wasn't anybody else, but, but the marketing machine behind this, they got behind that idea, ran with it. And literally every fucking studio was like, oh, that, that's a good idea. Yeah. So the fact because that, do like you I think said, it, do you think they did that because it was less about the the story, less about the plot, more about who's in it? Well, yeah, because I mean, you know, we, we have to make a focal point uh, the actors right. and actresses that are in this. Right. Well, it's not, it's not even just like for the movie. Well, I mean, at the time, because that, that's a multiplexes, we're still kind of becoming like the norm. But I mean, how many times do we see a poster and be like, "Oh, that looks fuck"? Just based on the poster, and be like, "That's fucking cool." Right. Like back in the day, I've been like, falling back, for that since the eighties. Right, but like, <laughs> but like back in the day, like we would like see like like you and I would go to the movies. Let's say, Sean, like right, and like you and I are into the superhero movies. So mm -hmm. like, if we saw like the Batman Forever teaser poster, it was just the question mark that had the bat in the middle. Like we knew that that meant the Riddler was coming. We'd be like, "Holy fuck, I have to go see this!" Not even seeing a single frame of. Right. film or a trailer or even a still for it i think that's the same thing with that where they know these kids have like add and they still have that it's even worse now mm -hmm. but remember this social media right and then candy brought up the fact you know worked at a video store i worked at suncoast it was the same thing in the 80s how like these low budget no budget horror movies would have like these like standout covers but it had nothing to do with the fucking movie Right. Well, yeah. Even if you go to NES games, they had those sick ass or Atari had those right. sick ass like anything. You're like a dot in Atari, you know? Yeah. But like fucking like Street Fighter Two, the original SNES fucking cover, it has nothing to really do with the with game. The game, yeah. <laughs> even yeah. like Mortal Kombat is just the fucking dragon. That's it. Yeah. And we were like hook, line, and sinker with it. But I think for <laughs> this, it's like the whole because you know, like the teen teeny bot magazines were kind of like. They were big, but I feel like 17 and like those were becoming more the norm for teenagers. So like to go to a video store that would sell this kind of stuff and then have to see like, oh, look, there's James Vanderbeek and he's in Varsity Blues. Let me rent that. Or, you know, oh, Usher's and Faculty's on the cover. They may sure to put Usher on the fucking front of that movie. Right. But they barely did. in it, like you like, said. And, and barely some of in the posters. It. He's actually front and center. He's front and center. And yeah. He's barely in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. They knew what they were doing because they were trying to not only, you know, try to get like the R&B crowd and like the urban crowd, but they were like, oh, but but he's on MTV. I, I want to see this. No. 
You know what I mean? Like playing off the fact that like Josh Hartner was just an H2O and he's like kind of I like. I thought it was a little bit of that derivative of Scream where it's like, look, he's in the movie, but wait, pulling a Drew Barrymore. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, it's like two at that time. And this is, and like now, then the irony is now, if you look at it too, it's the opposite. Now, back then, half the actors were from those TV shows like Party of Five, like Dawson's Creek, like um, Seventh Heaven. And now all these big time actors now have flipped and started doing TV shows now mm-hmm. as the new medium. So yeah, I just I just think it's kind of funny how everything kind of comes full circle. And if if you want to go back to the beginning, Kevin Williamson was kind of at like the genesis of this whole because he he kind of like I don't want to say he knew where it was going, but I I feel like he he kind of <laughs> understood what the pattern was going to be. Yeah, and he I have a little respect for what he did with Scream, but I have a lot of hate for the influence and how sick I got of it. Yeah. Because the, the horror the horror genre needed a like a, a shot of like adrenaline, but I just wish it could have I mean that that was it. That was it because the nineties were a wasteland, but but then it like finally after like a, a you know we got scream we got a bunch of copycats then shit started to be good in the early two thousands again. We got gore, we got new French extremity. Yeah. I'm grateful for that. Yeah. But I but I still feel like I think I think like I said, Kevin Williamson really peaked specifically with this movie because I feel like he really went, you could tell like they were all, they were having a lot of fun making this movie. Yeah. <laughs> it, it shows. And like, even when they're trying to be serious and whenever, like that scene, when they're all fucking tweaking out in Deke's garage slash lab, when they're all taking the scat, right. You yeah. can tell like they're having a fucking blaster in that scene that they probably took like hours, if not days to get all the shots correctly for that, just because of like how, into it and how much fun they probably were all having like hanging out yeah. on the set and one thing we forgot to keep mentioning too robert rodriguez directed this fucking movie right like this, yeah this isn't I, typical... I, I have a lot of fun with robert rodriguez i'll never forgive no i know you two weren't on the show permanently yet and i'll never forget how brutal everyone was to grindhouse i'm gonna take this time now and tell you Grindhouse was an underappreciated fucking masterpiece. I've known that since by, day fucking one. By, I saw it when it opened. By not one, but not two, but also the others directors that helped, even Rob Zombie, mm-hmm. with those with those full trailers that Talk now we're finally now we're finally getting Eli Roth's fucking Thanksgiving. This Thanksgiving got to announced today that I'm that's the on. release date. Finally. Um but realistically, if, if Quentin didn't go over to fucking Robert Rodriguez's house and accidentally step on this poster and be like, oh, I have that movie, and they have that conversation about, oh, we should do a movie, let's do this. Grindhouse was so ahead of its time. It's and one so, of my top movies of all time. I, like, it was one of the best theater experiences in my yeah, life. Yeah, I had to go see it in the theater. Like, I didn't give a fuck that it was three hours. It could have been six hours, and I would have you know it. that I have merch <laughs> from, like, the, the promo from it. Like, I'm yeah. fucking obsessed with that fucking Well, movie. I, know, I know also, too, like, your favorite <laughs> final girl is Cherry Darling. So. Yes. Um, but completely underappreciated for its time. I, I feel like... We need to revisit it. Yeah. That was our first uh, official movie we ever did on the show. Well, you know what it is too. So, I, I feel like because of like the quote unquote like torture porn at that time was kind of and like like the found nobody footage, understood Grindhouse movies, right? And they didn't understand exactly like the fact that both of them gave us fucking gold with mm-hmm. those two movies, gold. Yeah. And Quentin said it's his his favorite flop, right? But like <laughs> even like even some people are like, well. They're like, well, I feel like Robert Rodriguez is better. 
his movie was better than I'm like, but you're not they're really different paces, right? And I'm like, but you're not you're not understanding like what they're trying to do here. Like there, it's people not people that have never seen Frank Henenlotter movies, right? Or, right. You know. or, like I, I always talk about the Puerto Rican theater. That's actually what it's called in the Bronx that I went to as a kid, where they would show these double features where like the floor was sticky from the soda and popcorn <laughs> was like over buttered and and super salty as shit. But like we would go in there in the summer for three dollars and watch all these fucking movies. And be totally entertained in the in the cool air conditioning while it was fucking like Johnny Blizz and hip hop and R and B outside, but fucking that's that's why like that Grindhouse watching the movie Grindhouse brought me back to that. So that's thing like I, I that, and we're definitely going to revisit that because we need even, to. even like from Dust Till Dawn is one hundred percent a Grindhouse film, even to a degree. Yeah. I'll I'll even go a little yeah. further. Faculty to a degree is a little bit of a Grindhouse film too. It's if you polished, it has but... it's it's polished, but like it has like you can tell, especially with Robert Rodriguez's like fingerprints all over this. Like you can kind of tell, like as polished as it is, like the school looks very grimy. It does. I'm like, what kind of fucking school is like, it? Like you notice, like I'm from how, the Midwest. Like, Fuck this! It doesn't look like this. But do you notice, like before, <laughs> like the alien invasion takes place, like the colors are very saturated and it's very like dull, and then as like people become more infected with them, like it starts getting brighter and. Well, I mean, the people or, themselves are getting polished. Right, right. So, like, I think, so that, that's what I mean. Like, it's kind of like a, like, it's almost like Death Proof, how Death Proof starts off being all scratch print and whatever. And then halfway through the film, and nobody ever realizes Death Proof looks like an actual fucking movie halfway through, the, and it I stops. Know. And, right. But you don't ever question it because you're 100% hooked with Tarantino's, where he's taking you with this. Same with Robert Rodriguez and Kevin Williamson with this. Like, we said it starts off saturated, like all this shit's going on. And then like you start noticing, okay, something's not right. Something's not right. Something's not right. Then the twist happens. But by the end of it, you're like, wow, that was a fun fucking ride. Absolutely. So totally going to write down that we're going to redo that. Doesn't count. It was our first time. <laughs> <laughs> we're virgins. Doesn't count. I, I only, it was just, just a tip. Yeah. Didn't quite count. So can, but, can can we all agree that when it comes to the faculty, like they didn't break new ground here? This no, there wasn't there wasn't no. anything like like super creative about this film. Well, I think I don't know. Well, creativity uh, is, in, is in, relative in because uh, it's the mish mishmashing of like the genres and just the way it was done. I think was creative, but as for like the story, no, no, yeah. Because I mean, it's 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 ultimately it's a story that's been told several times. It's a story that's going to continue to be told. You know, mm-hmm. alien invasion. Um, it's a good fucking story. It's you know they changed the setting up a little bit. You know, I I dare say, and I know like we've been saying it, this this movie's like one hundred percent a comedy. If if we're being honest, like this yeah. movie is funny. Like I think this movie, if anything, mm-hmm. is more funny than anything else. This movie's more of a comedy than a sci-fi or a horror movie. I think yeah. it's better written. Um, some of those snappier hip, because you know, with scream, it's hip. I, I think it pulls off better in the faculty than it did in scream. It, it seems like it's supposed to be funny. It's supposed to be now, except for the lipstick line. Maybe it's just well, me as a beauty person. <laughs> but you know, like everything else, like it's funny. Like fuck you, gutter slut. So I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. give you. Uh, here's here's another hot take. And I I do I actually do like the first scream. And I'm over, I said the second one is my favorite of of the. The, the series. I think the reason why the dialogue works better in this movie versus Scream, and Scream is great. As I said, don't don't think I'm 
because the the cast in this one looks like they would actually be in fucking high school. Yeah, right. Like, like, no offense to anybody in that in that first movie, but all of them look like they should have been in college from the word go when no. the movie starts. Yeah, Especially Drew Barrymore. Was a little bit older than I am, and I was like, "Bitch, you're not in high school. Like, stop." Like, even when Skeet Ulrich <laughs> shaved, like, you still look old, dude. Like, come right. on. Yeah. Like, well, and, yeah. and I, th- I think the the selling point in this film too that. Uh, appeals to I know it appealed to me during that time period and and I would imagine appeals to you know I haven't been in high school since 98 so I don't know what (laughs) what the hell it's like now but you know like I said with all the archetypes that that they the the characters fulfilled the drama that they dealt with too you know so you had you had Stan who you know he wanted to quit the football team but he was afraid how his friends were going to react. He was afraid how he was going to be perceived. Um, you know, when he talked about how he wanted to, you know, further his education, he was getting shit for it because he's just a dumb jock. Um, and, you know, it's like those stereotypes. And then you had like Elijah mm-hmm. Wood, who always felt like an alien in the school, <laughs> you know, um, and, and you know, Claire Duvall's character who, you know, everybody assumed she was a lesbian. And so she just let him assume it because it kept him away, you know? So, I mean, which is ironic because she is really a lesbian in real life, you know? Uh, but I was going to bring that up. But I think mm-hmm. it, I, but I think that that's kind of what's appealing about it because it's like something I find with a lot of movies, especially movies that portray, you know, kids or, you know, people of a certain generation or a certain era is that it's, loosely it's very loosely translated you know or you see these films where they they cast these 30 year old actors as you know 18 year old kid and it's really hard to like get into that mind space but i think this movie did really well and that's just a testament to how well it was written that you know you can actually feel something for these characters because they were experience they they their characters experience the same things that maybe you've experienced in that mm-hmm. setting, you know. So I actually have a general question for the for the panel. So one of the things that I that I think that Kevin Williamson does well is he um, always takes one of the unexpected characters and makes them the hero of the story towards the end. Case in point. Courtney Cox's character, Gail Weathers, in the first scream, we we think she's just like this self-centered, egomaniacal twat, and she is. Which she is, I was going <laughs> to say. But, but she ends up helping Sydney and Randy in the end of the first film and becoming the hero. In the second film, it's Cotton Weary. Mm-hmm. In this film, it's Casey, Elijah Wood's character, that ends up being the hero and saving the day for actually saving the world, really, if we think about it. My my question is, do you think that he kind of chose by he, I mean Kevin Williamson, we're not gonna put the pronoun game with that. Do you think Kevin Williamson chose to make Casey the hero in this as a way to make up for how he fucked up Randy and Scream 2? God, I hope so. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Sure. Yeah, I mean I think it's I think it's the way that the story went, I I kind of feel like it was inevitable that it had to be the geeky kid. Um, I mean, he, honestly, he was the only one left. Like you didn't know what happened, um, with, uh, oh fuck. What was Josh Hartnett's character's name? Uh, Zeke. 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 Um, yeah, you didn't, you didn't really know what happened with Zeke. Like, you know, you, 
he's out there dealing with uh, uh, Famke Jansen's character and, and all of a sudden everybody mm-hmm. starts turning. And that was the thing with this movie. Like when it got to that climax, climax, like it was like balls to the wall. Like everything started happening really quick. Like you'd start having like, you know, kind of twist after twist after twist. You know, one person's infected, then another person's infected. And then, you know, it's just- then you find out that Mary Beth is the one that is actually the fucking right. queen. Yes. Right. But in a, in a way, because if you think about it, one thing that Kevin Williamson does really well, too, is he gives you a bunch of red herrings and like you kind of take the bait. So throughout like the course of the movie, we're kind of led to believe that possibly Stokely is going to be the hero of the story right. mm-hmm. until until she's not the hero yeah. of the story. It ends up being Casey instead. Yeah. Plus, we're also led to believe that it's going to be Zeke because it's Josh Hartnett and he's like the teen heartthrob mm-hmm. and he's not. He gets yeah. knocked out. Yeah. And I mean, and just like, you know, finding out who the queen is. Yeah. You know, we're led we're led to believe that it's the the principal and all the way up to the game where, you know, they lead her into the uh, gymnasium and then all of a sudden you know, we find out she's not. And, you know, I mean, that that was one of those twists in the film that, like, I want, I want to talk about the effects, um, but that was, like, one of the, the twists in the film when they killed the principal. And it was, like, they're all, like, well, fuck. Did we do it? Did we, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I thought mm-hmm. that was really and cool. That, and that, or that fucking, that's, that's honestly one of my favorite shots in the movie is when Stan runs out to go look to see the, and they're all, with the coach and Ashina, like the same, and like their faces, like you see the, what they actually fucking look little, like, like tentacles or whatever. Pouring rain, and it's like that's one of the coolest shots in the fucking. That movie, was a think, really so. cool shot. Yeah. Now, this yeah. is a movie that's like heavy CGI, and of course mm-hmm. CGI dates the 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 mm-hmm. Funky Jansen part where she's you know like the octopus. Oh, God, the yeah. it, was it looks funny. fucking dumb. It looked dumb yeah. at the time. Yeah, but it's called so her Jean Grey. Is that okay? Huh? Yeah. I'm just call her Jean Grey because I'm just that's what I'm gonna. That, yeah, that, that's, well, Jean that, Grey that's, is my favorite that's, of the X Men. That, that, that's who she is to me is Jean Grey. Uh, and the fact He's that I found that yeah, uh, to me. Oh, from Goldeneye. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so um, uh, uh, when I found out like Fomke Jansen is playing Jean Grey, Jean Grey is my favorite, favorite, favorite. Sorry, uh, I read a lot of X Men, but um, yeah, like, but it looks kind of dumb. But it, like I said, it looked dumb at the time. But it's okay because this movie's fun and it keeps going. Mm-hmm. It, it, when it doesn't look great, it's still okay because you're just having a good time. Like whereas, like some other films, if the CGI is shit, like I'm out. Yeah, I didn't care. Well, I mean, this, this didn't age well with some of the CGI with some of the scenes. That's but what I'm saying. It doesn't overall, look good, but I don't care. But it kind of works. It's like part of its charm too. And I think yeah. you know the the one thing we haven't really touched on either. This this movie actually has a big cult following too. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know if we're going to get into that momentarily. Oh, yeah, we but will because I reached out on Twitter and boy, did it light up. Like, <laughs> I have a lot of friends like our age, like that to this day, still fucking love this movie when it comes on. They're like, no, it, it aged well. Like, it still holds up. I was talking to Nan uh, earlier, telling her what movie we were doing, and she loves this fucking movie. And I didn't show it to her because I don't usually do 90s horror. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and but this, this isn't is horror. That's technic- the thing. Like, I know this, it's this technically sci fi, but. You know, but we we would find it in the horror section because most places we, didn't have well, a sci-fi. Well, you know what I'm plus saying? It's sci-fi it was horror, horror yeah. sci-fi. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just throwing it out there. The three of them were together. It's an umbrella yeah. term for tonight. But Nan had seen it on her own. 
And I was like, holy shit, I didn't show this to you because I haven't seen it since before you were born. So, you know, so that was kind of interesting to me. And just what I saw on Twitter, I'm like, wow, people are really excited to hear us talk about this. Matter of fact, like, honestly, this this is a movie that, like, honestly, like, I kept on, I keep on having, actually, I showed it to Amber for the first time on Christmas Day. And she, I'm like, you never saw this? And she's like, no. So we watch it. And she was like, that was really good. And I'm like, well, yeah. I'm like, what what did you think it was going to suck? Like, I don't watch (laughs) shitty movies, not all the time. But, you know. This that's a movie I that honestly my dogs like, I love. Right. And like, but this that's one that's like stays in heavy rotation, like on my watch yearly, like at least once or twice a year I watch that. Especially during Halloween, I'll watch it more. But the mood catches me and I'm like, you know what? I need like a good laugh or something. Faculty is like one I always put on. It never disappoints and it still holds up. So that that was that was my take on that. Yeah, I, yeah, I have to say it, it held up a lot better than I expected it to. <clears throat> Even if, uh, you know, some of the CGI didn't. <laughs> yeah, I think I, there, there are some scenes where, like, the CGI looks like shit. But then there are mm-hmm. some scenes where the CGI actually looks really fucking good. Yeah, some uh, of especially for that time, for that time period, because, you know, I mean, this was right around that time where a lot of movies were really starting to dive into the heavy Mm -hmm. CGI. You know, you had the matrix coming up soon that was going to use a lot of CGI. Um, And the scene with when, when he finds the, uh, what were they? The isopods and, and he takes them to, to professor Edward Furlong and they, they (laughs) put it in the fish tank and it's Mm -hmm. floating around and it's got all the tentacles out. Like I honestly, I was impressed that that looked really well um Mm -hmm. and then uh but then you have this scene and it it was another scene with with famke jansen uh jean gray (laughs) in this scene where where she's in the car and he's driving around the parking lot and he's whipping the car around and she like comes up from the back seat and she does the tongue thing that yeah. comes out. Oh my god, that looked horrible. That looked like complete Absolute. utter shit. You know, the irony is too with this. Um, I think because right after this, I think she jumped right into House on Haunted Hill and then went yeah. to X Men right yeah. after. Yeah. And then Elijah Wood, I think, did this and then had to go to right to New Zealand. I think he had to only be around briefly for like the first couple of press junkets for this because he had to go to New Zealand to go start shooting Lord of the Rings right after. Yeah. And it's because of this film that he got Lord of the yeah, Rings. Yeah, because Peter Jackson is, you know, as we know, he loves his horror and sci-fi and cult yeah. movies. Elijah and- Wood was so perfectly cast in the Lord of the Rings movies that I can't picture anybody else. I can't. No. Which we need to cover those. Oh, I'd fucking love to. But, but if we those. do those, you have no. I want to do the Hobbit ones. Yeah, we got to do the Hobbit ones. You don't understand me and Brandul. <laughs> it's a thing. I it's have a a, thing. an obsession. Listen, me and fucking I, elves. You're gonna find out about me and fucking elves. Listen, oh, I love. I like honestly because I told you I read it recently for the first. Well, the Hobbit I think is one of my favorite books of all time. There was mm-hmm. no need for it to be in fucking three movies though. But I'm not mad. It was fun. <laughs> I had a good time. And two movies tops. It could have been, and I would have been okay with that. Listen. No. They got greedy. <laughs> I don't care. They got greedy. I don't yeah. care. They can take Hollywood my money. greed. Come on. They can take my Doesn't money. Happen. I had a good time. I'm the well, only person you, who likes them, and I don't care. Do so know if that you do they, Lord of the Rings. We are doing the Hobbit movies. That's how that goes. You well, I mean, we're gonna have to since we're doing the, all, all the Star Wars movies. So I guess you know. Yeah, what, I was about to say we can't just do the Lord of the Rings. But to be fair, those those are the two holy trilogies. But are, is everybody? Would everybody mm. be on board to watch the extended cuts? 
I already have. Oh, like, yeah. I know, times. but I mean, like, <laughs> look at Erica. She's like, uh, I'm sitting out. <laughs> I mean, I would. I mean, I love those. You don't, we don't, watch don't, the extended don't, cuts listen. all the time. Don't threaten me with a good time. Yeah, we do that shit. Actually, I don't know if y'all know this. It just got announced. Uh, I think in May or April, 20th anniversary release of Return of the King yep. in theaters, and it's the extended version. That's so badass. Yeah. So. Which hot hot take? I prefer the theatrical version of that versus, and for one reason only, and we'll talk about that when we talk about the movies. Definitely, I'll put because, that. On, I'm going to put that now because I'll forget. Um, but yeah, the irony is that he went from this to that and became like global after Lord of the Rings hit. Yeah, I mean, we all knew but, him. You know, the thing that I love about Elijah Wood though is that you know, I mean, I love his character in Sin City. Yeah, he's fucking great in that. He's oh, fucking yeah, vicious. He's awesome. But I. Honestly, and maybe this is a hot take. I don't know. I liked the Maniac remake, and mm-hmm. I and and I liked him. In Are that. you seriously gonna shit on that? I, no, I'm not. I'm not saying it's better than the original. Okay, Absolutely I was gonna say not. you're gonna Absolutely on the couch. not. But I love him in those roles. I love. I I like. It, and it's something about seeing somebody as wholesome as Elijah Wood being like. A serial killer, or I can a only see monster. him as a hobbit. Though he looks like a fucking hobbit, you know. <laughs> he doesn't age. He might be a vampire, by the way. We need, we need to look. Yeah, him that. and Paul Rudd. Yeah, I, I don't think they. I don't think they <laughs> well, age at give all. Give me a choice between which one I want to bite my neck. <laughs> Do you guys watch Impractical Jokers by chance? At all? I have. I have. Yeah. So. No. You know yeah. that Joe left the show, right? So like they've been having yeah. like celebrity guests jump in to like take his spot. So the first episode of this this season was Brett Michaels. Oh shit. No. Burr, oh god. Burr, Burr was getting punished. And he had to like pass notes to to random people in a restaurant. So they're in the back telling Burr what he has to do. Out of fucking nowhere, Paul Rudd just appeared <laughs> and showed up on him. They were like, What the fuck are you doing here, Paul Rudd? And he's like, Oh, I'm a huge fan of the show. And started helping fucking punish Murr. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. It's really funny. That's so but, funny. Um, you bring up Brett Michaels. Yeah, well, he was he was there, a celebrity guest. That, that for that, you know, is that, he's not is, a celebrity. Poison sucks. They ruin metal, and I hate Brett Michaels. He's walking herpes. He's I mean, I'm, I, yeah. I'm like indifferent on him. I don't care. I mean, that, I'm not going to lie. Not tell you didn't watch Rock of Love just because I was I just a, I was a, I had a, a guilty pleasure. So it was, right. it was like he came along and sucked up the place, and the next thing you know, it's over. I'm like, thanks, Poison. Yeah, impractical impractical jokers though, man. I Q cracks me up. <laughs> He's on. I listened to a podcast. Tell him, oh, Steve, tell him Dave. Steve Dave. Yeah. Oh my god, it, he fucking cracks me up. He is so funny. But um, yeah, a lot of these people went on to become like even like Clay Duvall was in a is still on a ton of shows, right? Well, like she, she was on. Um, she's actually too. a director now. She directed the first gay rom com, like Christmas okay. movie, mm-hmm. um, with Kristen Stewart was in it. I can't remember what it was called. Oh, um, I don't know which one you're talking about. It was it on just Hulu. Came out like yeah. rather recently. Yeah, it was on Hulu. Yeah. And um, um, so she's a director, but she was also in one of my favorite kind of like indie movies called But I'm a Cheerleader with Natasha Lyonne. And she was like, years. and she and also she played a lesbian in that. And they were they were at they fell in love at conversion therapy. It feels like a, 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 an after school, like wholesome version of a John Waters film. Same color, like shtick, um, kind of kitschy, but it's a great movie. Um, but yeah, she did. Uh, she did acting roles, but now she just mostly directs. And she was briefly in um, The Handmaid's Tale, which is my shit. Yeah, 
And then, you know, you know, Usher went on to have a super successful fucking recording <laughs> career. Because, I mean, his acting career went to shit after he did in the mix. But, um, what what else? He he also he's also kind of responsible for giving us the beeps. So not 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 everything he, he did was responsible because he signed him, got him, you know, all that shit. But but I'd also be lying if I said I didn't kind of dig the beeps is more recent music because this shit's catchy. I I have I've never heard it. It's it's not it's not that My little poppy bubblegum like shit. Rock and pop, so, so I mean I listen to everything pop, because like you know it's like. Somebody who's a writer and has to, you know, put songs into stuff. It's like, you know, you got to keep your ear down. I don't know, rock and punk, because that's what I listen to. Um, What else? Uh, Sean Hot, Hotsey, did I say it correctly? Hotosi. He's on, I forget what fucking show he he's on. He's on Dexter. He's on Dexter. Yeah. Because he's on something else on TNT now, too. So he's, yeah, he's, he's been, doing a show, and I can't remember what it's. I looked it up, and I can't remember. And I saw Josh Hartnett is like starting to come back into acting now again because he he stopped. He took a break. He took a break for a while. Now he's getting back into it. Well, um, which the actress... was he did a horror show uh, recently that he was on Penny Dreadful. Josh Hartnett. Yeah. Okay. Um, I just saw he's in something coming out, some movie coming out, and I forgot. It's like his big like return or something. And I know uh, the actress that plays Mary Beth, the one that you like from that Fifteen show, she's on like some like uh, uh crime show like one of those like cop shows she's like one of the main characters on those so she's still doing stuff with like that um, and then of course we know elijah wood went on to do lord of the rings and everything basically everything that that's still coming out um and of course we know jordana brewster is mia toretto o'connor in the yeah in the, in the family franchise Mm-hmm. With the memes, but uh, yeah, the fact. The only reason I saw any of those movies because she was in them. And the new one comes out later this year, this summer. And then they're finally ending those after like 30, 40 years. Jesus Christ, this time. I mean, I don't know if you saw the last one that came out, but I mean, how do you top them going to space in a Fiat with a rocket thing attached to the to the My IQ car? But. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, everybody kind of went on. I mean, Robert Rodriguez is still doing shit too. He, he he doesn't stop. Tell no. me how weird it was that I didn't know he did Spy Kids. And, like my daughter was in the Spy. What? No, listen, I knew him as for doing these other movies, but my daughter, she was, you know, she was about to be twenty three, and she was into Spy Kids because you got to think of that time period. Right. And I was like, fucking Robert Rodriguez, and then I realized like the characters and like, <laughs> oh shit. What? You know, because Antonio Banderas was in it too, and Danny Trejo and George yeah. Clooney's even in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like I wasn't really always paying attention because it wasn't interesting he, to me. And then I was also like, did, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Shark, he's responsible for Taylor Lautner. He did Shark Boy and Lava Girl, too. Yep. I remember Shark Boy and Lava Girl. <laughs> yeah. Oh, which, God. Which he based, which was kind of, yeah, but you know what, though? It was kind of cool because, like, the whole idea was based on his son's, like, dream that he had one night. Which is cool. But that he, that that he did movie, that for his kid. My daughter, like, yeah. wore it out. It was one of those, like, I'll put it on, but you get, like, about 10 watches of this and then it's going away because I can't deal with this shit. Yeah, you have to like call the herd with kids and the shit that they watch. Like, oh fuck this shit! I can't I'm, live. Like I'm this. actually kind of surprised. Like, this movie hasn't hasn't gotten either like a talk of a remake or even like like a like a series or well, something. Somebody brought because... something up interesting that I'll share when we do when before we start doing reviews. But uh, I don't think it's off the table. Okay, I mean th- this is one I could totally see, especially with the fact that I know he. He still has El Rey Network, even though it's yeah. on streaming somehow on free things. But yeah. from dusk till dawn, I, I didn't get a chance to watch the series, but I know a lot of people love that show. Mm-hmm. I tried watching it. I couldn't get into it because to me, it's... From dusk till dawn, it's not my favorite. 
But I need I need I Clooney, never... I need Tarantino, I need Danny Trejo, I need you know, I need yeah. that movie. Yeah, I want to hang out with Danny Trejo. Now, didn't now I did? I never watched any of the Dusk. Uh, Dust Till Dawn sequels, but wasn't unfortunately I did. wasn't Robert um, Patrick. He's, he's Patrick, in the second one. He was yeah. I was he's gonna say I thought one. I saw. I, I remember saw his that face yeah. On the cover. And one of them is like a prequel to like the whole thing, like the the third movie, The Hangman's mm. Daughter. Mm. Yeah, I never never really had any desire to pursue. see. This is how much like I love like Tarantino those. and Robert at the time, like when those got announced and they were like straight to video and they were like. Oh, they're from Dust Till Dawn. I'm like, oh, gotta watch this. Like, like waited like with bated breath until like the video store got it, mm. watched it, and was so pissed off. Right. <laughs> Took it right back. I'm like, uh, no. And they were like, what happened? I'm like, this movie sucks. Here. Yeah, thanks. I want my money back. Didn't rewind it either. <laughs> like charge for the fifty cents, it was worth it. <laughs> we had like a, a big, like a um particularly we had less about Blockbuster for some reason, but like at the one West Coast where I worked at the time that this movie came out, we had like a whole line of them on a counter of rewinders. We'd just be like, pop, 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 bam, 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 bam. And there's rah, and so like you just know about your business. <laughs> so we had rewinders and there, there were dumbasses we'd sell rewinders to because they couldn't hit rewind on their fucking VCR for whatever reason. So you just yeah. pop those bitches in there and, and just close them and they'd rewind it. You know what they already Nobody assume, like, fucking I, rewound their movies. And I always bring this. I brought this up earlier, but typically with with this, it's typically a double feature for me. It's this and Varsity Blues will kind of play back to back for me because they 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 came out so close to each other, and like that's like a memory I have of like living in Jersey, like with my my best friend Mikey. That people always go to the movies, but like the faculty and and Varsity Blues especially was like two movies that like we like really connected with that we. To this day, we'll, we'll like we'll, we'll talk on the phone. It's been over thirty years, and Last Dragon, Faculty, and Varsity Blues are the three movies we always fuck. And White Man Can't Chop. Mm-hmm. because him and I sometimes do a, an impression of Rosie Perez that I can't do now because of my congested sex voice. And I actually want to hear that. <laughs> it's bad, but it's just like we do the whole part from her, like when she's on Jeopardy, and when she gets mad that he loses the money, like or or when. They have sex and no, that, like, that has to be impressive because like that's that sounds impressive. Well, it's not really like a good impression. It's just like because I'm also Puerto Rican. So like I if you can capture the, the spirit of it, I will still give you an A. OK, I just can't do it right now because I feel like shit. Yeah, like, I'm when I feel better, I 100 percent will do it for you. I promise. <laughs> well, it's no, amazing I, I how totally little we've actually question. talked about the movie, but if there's actually, so much we're talking about, about like lore. We're talking about lore around the movie, but like the right. actual events of the movie. No, I actually, like, well, because I haven't seen the movie. But see, I think with with a movie like this, you've got so many goddamn hands in it, you know that they, they've done works. so many other things. So it's it's hard to not talk about this film. And because no, I know that leave we're out about movie, all of the other we things. get a little bit more into like specific stuff, and we're just kind of talking about the actors, talking about the thing. But I think that's the the show really is yeah. everybody, everything going on behind it. Who wrote it? Who's in it? That's really the show there. Actually, yeah. you know what? One of my favorite lines in this fucking movie is when um, I'm just gonna call oh, it is. Shooter McGavin and the mom are in the fucking room taking you good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fucking cat jumped up on my goddamn laptop. Oh, I thought happy. I was like, oh my god, asshole cats. See, we got three of them. So, one of my favorite lines in the movie is when Shooter McGavin and and the wife are taking all the crap out of um Casey's room. Elijah Wood's character, and the mom whispers like, "It's porno." Oh. 
And he's like, yeah. he's like porno. And he's doing like, it for like a whole. She's like, minutes. she's like under the bed. And he pulls it up, and he's like, "Sorry, pal, no more flogging the bishop for a while." <laughs> flogging the bishop. Yeah, like yeah that the, was great. That's like one of the best scenes in the movie, too. Yeah, just that that whole scene in general when he's going in, just the the snarkiness. When you know, he's honestly, like, if if this didn't have aliens or anything, this would have been probably one of the better like teen comedies to come out. At I that think time. it's actually pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. that's mm-hmm. what I mean. That's why, like, I kind of lean more on the fact that this is one hundred percent a comedy more than yeah. anything else because this movie oh, yeah. is very funny and i know i said that i know it's like a broken record i don't care there's too many comedic points in this movie yeah mm-hmm. like Most the scene of them lands pretty well like I mean, the scene like when, when all the bullies fucking take elijah wood and they grab him and they put his fucking balls into the flagpole yeah like as soon as he gets off the bus he gets a fucking elbow right in the face funny yeah. as shit or with with the couples but the, the the dude from uh meet meet the parents yeah, the, the one that was in, in Scary Movie. Yeah, I was going to say he was in Scary Movie. That's what yeah. I was like. Scary Movie, dude. Yeah, see, like getting smacked around by his fucking girlfriend. Yeah. Fuck, you, fuck, you, fuck, you, fuck you. Fuck you. They're credited as <laughs> fuck you, girl, and fuck you, guy. Fuck you. Yeah. 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 Or like, you know, this scene with the 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 car wreck at the beginning and the girl gets oh, out. Oh, start fucking fighting? Yeah. Fucking yeah. <laughs> you that was I was like, man, Ohio's the mean streets or something. No, because that was 100%. One hundred percent influenced by Jerry Springer because at the time that was like like the king of like daytime trash. When you were oh, home yeah. sick from school, Jerry Springer was. It was it on. was it was Price is Right and then Jerry Springer. Yep. yep. And then Jenny Jones Je- and then whatever else. Judge Jenny Judy. Jones, the Jenny Jones makeover, and then Ricky Lake. After a while. Yeah, Ricky Lake. <laughs> go Boy, Ricky. Go Ricky. God, sh- show you how she, old I she, show you how yeah. old I am. I was about to say Phil Donahue. Hey, that was uh, when we were kids. Yeah, we were kids at that point, dude. And some fucking. My grandpa used to watch that shit, and it'd be all about the devil music and how satanic movies were ruining our minds. I'm like, I love this shit. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> Prime TV <laughs> influenced me. Honestly, well, I, gotta- I, I, w- I would, I would not mind if they did a remake without the alien shit, just to actually make this like a straight up like. I think that would piss people off, though. If if that's what happened, nobody would like that. People specifically like this film because of the nods to the thing, because of Invasion of the Body Snatchers, shit like that. Those very specific, um, you know, Puppet Master, like these very specific things. And I think that people like that about the story, that, you know, it's an alien Mm -hmm. thing. And I guess guess technically... Kevin Williamson did do it with Dawson's Creek, so I guess yes, you know, because yeah. there's a lot of comedic scenes in, in the show. But I don't know. I feel, I feel like with this but, kind of script, this this would have worked better as like a teen comedy, I think, versus yeah. it I trying to be like has, I, 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 I do I too. Seen it if it was just a teen comedy, right. no, no, and I and I it. and I get that, but I but I honestly like because sometimes I like to see people come out of their comfort zone. Yeah. So I I would have liked to have seen Robert Rodriguez and Kevin Williamson do with this as a teen comedy or even Why just do we know that Robert Rodriguez can totally do comedy. He can do whatever he wants. He's, <laughs> yeah. fucking, He's Robert fucking Robert Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like I said, except, like I said, except, except for Boba Fett, he can't do Boba Fett because Boba Fett sucks. That, that yeah. show was fucking terrible. If yeah, we're being wasn't honest, that great. wasn't that great? It was, de- it was definitely a black guy on the star Wars franchise, but that doesn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of, there was some, there was some, Wars there was some fan special. service in there and I enjoyed the fan service, but listen, let's just call it what it really was. It was Mando season 2.5. Oh, you're That's right. Really all it was was just a bridge. Until that season was the cool three part. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I had, I had a point and I lost I'm it. I'm sorry. Brought up star Wars and 
my mind. Sorry. <laughs> your, 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 your mind went to the dark side. That's, That's right. like throwing him a That's treat. Right. Like, hey, you want a treat? You want yeah. <laughs> Got a dollar. Got your dollar. Mm-hmm. So do you want to, do you want to hop in those, uh, those Twitter responses? I will. I just, uh, I feel like I've talked over Erica all night. So I just want to give her no, a chance. Nah, I, I don't really have anything else to add that hasn't already been discussed. I think. <laughs> Okie dokie. Well, I mean, I, I wasn't prepared. Hold on. Get it together. One momentito, por favor. Okay. All right, this is a lot. <laughs> I, I posted this 11 hours ago. Probably the most response. I don't know. I'm going to have to weed through these a little bit. Okay, I put tonight on the House of Screams Horror Podcast, we are talking about the site. We are talking sci fi with the faculty. Share your thoughts with us. I never ask people to rate it because we, we do weird ratings. Um, and I had to start though. And why is Usher featured so prominently when he's barely in the movie? Laugh emoji. Nobody knew the joke I was trying to tell, like the whole <laughs> scream phenomenon. Cast Me to Hell is a lot of our horror podcast buddies out there. Cast Me to Hell says, love this film growing up. The intro and the finger bites still freaks me out. Um, writer Dan Soul says, I really like the that Body Snatchers movie. Rewatched it last year and still enjoyed it. Not sure the handsome kid, young female teacher thing would fly today. Oh, no, I, yeah. I replied to that one wow. and I said, absolutely not. But Fonky Jansen was fine as hell. So they played into that. And yeah, it's gross. Um, I'm trying to weed through all these. Okay. Boomer, our friend over at Woods Podcast, our podcast in the Woods, sorry. <laughs> Says really fun high school invasion movie. It plays on both the horror and high school tropes to really good effect. The only negative, say it with me, guys, is Josh Hartnett's stupid hair. <laughs> <laughs> and he Something also put I think in we face, all but, can agree on. But but he also put in his face. Um, Richard Bristow says very funny movie. Stay hydrated, y'all. Uh, you know, I, I hate is saying it, is it is it because it's thirsty? It's because you know the. <laughs> They were thirsty. Oh, that's right. Well, yeah. So they are. They are thirsty. So they, they are thirsty. I wasn't wrong. You know, my gift was them throwing water on themselves. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The Pine Chunks podcast says that movie is fantastic. Haven't seen it in at least a decade, but adding it to my list of movies to watch again soon. Um, dissect that film. Another horror podcast uh, says this is a fun time, even with Josh Hartnett's horrible haircut. <laughs> this cast is stacked, and they all play well together. Also, Robert fucking Patrick. I can agree with that. Yeah. Now, NCND uh, Francisco says my thoughts. Tags at Robert Rodriguez says should do a sequel and or prequel of the faculty. And I said I could totally get behind that. Rin, our buddy, who will be coming on the show soon, longtime listener since the early fucking days of us. Yeah. Rin says, a fun and very self-aware tribute to invasion of the body snatchers that is deeply rooted in 90s culture. Its fast-paced and cluttered cast allows you to overlook some of the ch- cheese, yet it still does a pretty good job of building suspense. Not one I revisit often. Seven out of ten. You know, you get the general impression. Yeah. Thanks, guys. We appreciate that. So you guys want to hear some shitty reviews? Um, do I have to do fan music or can we just forget mm-hmm. that? Or do you want to just do some beatbox? Like <coughs> You're the only one I probably can beatbox out. <laughs> 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 
haters, I be shitting on these haters. Shit, 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 shitting on these haters. I be shitting on these, shitting on these, shitting on these, shitting on these, shitting on these haters. Like I took a laxative. You know, I live for shitty reviews. Oh, yeah. Oh, I do, I too. I, I don't. And see, I usually don't know and, them going in. Real, I'm going to guess, quick, though. Real, real quick before you go. That, that Twitter, uh, the last person that said something about a prequel, we didn't we didn't touch on that. There is potentially more of that alien race still out there. She couldn't have been mm-hmm. the only one. Right. True. And especially with how they able their asexual, that they're able to reproduce on their own. I mean, yeah. they, they, they left they get it, enough moisture. Yeah, they left it wide open for a fucking sequel to right. yeah. to go again with. This, I would so. want it to be done right. Yeah, I mean, I the feel people, like those two would have to at least really hard sci-fi though. I think. Uh, I, I, I think that those two would have to be involved somehow, maybe not directing and writing, but producing, producing. it, giving their blessing mm-hmm. with something. But Correct. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, so Rotten Tomato scores for this, um, pretty much right down the middle. The critics gave it fifty-five percent, and the audience gave it fifty-six percent. Our first one comes from Simone. Um, what happens when you combine Scream, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, and every other boring and overrated 90s horror movie in history? The faculty mm-hmm. happens. <laughs> uh, Mimi says, thank God that boy cured that lesbian. Oh. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, Liv says, it's all fun and games and alien, John Stewart, until some bitch starts aggressively yelling homophobic slurs at my lesbian mom, Clay Duvall, so I had to leave my own living room before I had a panic attack in front of my dad. Oh, wow, yeah. that's, that's dark. <laughs> hey. yeah. Rose says, I thought it would be difficult to be more disappointed in Robert Rodriguez, Shark and Lava Girl, Shark Boy and Lava Girl, <laughs> but here I am, more disappointed in him again. What oh, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Mac 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 um, says this shit sucked ass. <laughs> that's it. That's, was that was that our own Nigatron right there coming no, on? No, like, no, like low key. Was not that, that Mac? Not that Mac. Okay. Uh, I Brittany. think Mac would have worded it a little bit more eloquently. Yeah, I think Mac would loved. I think Mac loved this movie. Oh, Mac, Mac absolutely loved this movie. Yeah. Uh, Brittany Dex says, was this your first kiss movie too? Barf. Both the movie uh-huh. and the kiss. What? <laughs> Oddly specific. Yeah. Um, Sean says, I liked it when Jordana Brewster, the hottest chick in this movie by far, got super horny for an annoying, short loser nerd with no redeeming features. Happens to me all the time. <laughs> wow! Damn, tell us how you really feel, there, homie. Yeah. And last but not least, Kurt, a <laughs> shitty teen amalgamation of The Thing, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, and Dawn of the Dead, with tiny Elijah Wood, Josh Hartnett plus terrible haircut, that square-headed guy that's in every <laughs> single '90s horror movie, hide from that '70s show, bearded John Stewart, and Robert Patrick mm-hmm. playing basically the T1000 again. Plus all your favorite 90s bands, Creed, Oasis, oh. The Offspring, and of course, terrible CGI, cliched stereotypes, and let's throw in the typical everyone makes out after saving the world ending for the cherry on top. The faculty, like Scream, but with aliens. And Kevin Williamson possibly wrote this while at gunpoint. What? 
<laughs> oh my god! Okay. Damn! What the? Damn! Fuck? Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Thanks, I think if people need therapy. They maybe shouldn't be reviewing if they're having trauma. Right. Because <laughs> some of those critiques were about their personal lives and not about the movie. Yeah. Therapy. Look it up. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, the first. Um, okay. I actually was surprised by my rating for this, but I, I couldn't justify it any other way. I I've been a lot more of a stingy critic in six because I've been very disappointed <laughs> or bored. But I gave this an eight out of ten dipsticks with lipsticks because she's a complete <laughs> dipstick. <laughs> and she doesn't know how to <laughs> it's just annoying. It's not funny. It's it's just annoying. I was like, it should be funny, but it's not. Anyway, um, I was surprised by that. I was expecting, like, I'm going to give this, like, a five. This is going to suck ass. But it really didn't suck. And I was pleasantly surprised by that. It's probably one of the first <laughs> fun times I've had in season six where I'm, like, really excited to talk about it. And I was not expecting that. I was like, okay, Nico's going to be the one who's really excited. And we're going to be, like, wet blanket, wet blanket. I'm on a wet blanket tonight because I had a good time. And anymore, that's all I want is a good time. Don't we all? But, yeah, I like, um, we have these tropes, <laughs> but... In, in a funny way, because, you know, they're, like, obviously stereotypes of, like, the different... We had every single clique represented from school. We had the jocks and the cheerleaders and the smart kid and the possibly gay goth girl. Why is it when you're goth, everyone assumes you're gay? Um, not yeah. obviously played by lesbian Clea Duvall, but she is not portraying lesbian here. And you can't get offended if she's not a lesbian. I don't understand. Anyway. And so at the end, you know, we have our former jock Stan getting with her character. Um, you know, like everybody kind of switches up. They kind of change things because they've saved the world. And, you know, yay, at the end, we're all having a good time and it's fun. You know, Delilah with Casey, you know, it, it, it worked for me. I'm okay with it. I'm, I'm fine. Josh Hartnett hooking up with the teacher is a little concerning. but uh, <laughs> Smoking yeah. a cigarette on the football field. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, that's kind of me, but I, I felt, you know, I identify with some of these characters because I don't think anybody's a pure representation of any of these. And I think that's the point. That's the joke. We're, nobody's mm -hmm. really all of these things, but we like to we like to label things as humans. And it's interesting that I would take that view since this is about, you know, saving ourselves from invasion. And of course it was the person who moved in from out of town. I knew from moment one, it was her. <laughs> yeah. so I'm like, there's all these famous people and this chick from 15. Yeah. Well, no offense, <laughs> no offense to Dave and Crystal um, who couldn't make it tonight, but she's from yeah. Atlanta. What'd you expect? Now I had to take points off. Cause you know, I just, and this is a movie I, I will justify the CGI in because sci-fi kind of needs it. Um, but you know, the Fonky Johnson Jansen thing with her and uh, on the octopus thing, like it looked stupid back then. But um, <laughs> not too many points off of that. I took only a half point off. Most of it's for the soundtrack. I'm really, <laughs> really angry that they took great classic music and they're like, kids these days won't understand what the Alice Cooper is or the Pink Floyd. They, they made <laughs> them suck. And these are like classic fucking songs that I grew up in. They're from the 70s. It was only 20 years away at that point. You, you know, like most of your audience is either their parents fucking listen to that shit or they're, they're aware of it. Like you don't need Creed 
fucking redoing an Alice Cooper song. That is sacrilege and it's evil. Get behind <laughs> me, Satan. So it, I'm mostly angry at the soundtrack. Like you can't just use schools out by Alice Cooper. Okay. Okay. I, I might be in the minority for not hating that soundtrack, actually, but Creed can fuck off. Yeah, Creed can fuck <laughs> right off. And that super group, Class of 99, can absolutely lick my balls. Except for um, Tom Morello. Tom Morello's. Cool. Now, they did use a garbage song, and I love garbage. They're one of the few bands from the 90s I really, really like, but that was cool. But most of it sucked. Uh, anyway, so I took a lot of points off for bad soundtrack, but mostly I, I, I got to rate something because of how fun it was for the first time this season, and that's that's a good thing. So I couldn't give it anything other than eight out of 10 dipsticks with lipsticks. <laughs> well, I am going to give it 8.5 out of 10 pins in the eye. I, <laughs> I really was trepidatious about this. The nineties is not an era that I like to revisit. I lived it. I didn't enjoy it. I don't <laughs> like going back to it. Um, most of the music fucking sucked. Um, the only thing that really got me through the nineties was like Wu-Tang Clan. Um, that's, that's about it. Um, but, and we talked about the CGI and the CGI was, there were some great practical effects in this. Um, they, they did some things in this that I thought were really awesome, but you know, you talk about the, the Famke Jansen, uh, octopus head or whatever, total homage to the thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, and, and the, the, the test with the drugs and everything, total homage. I mean, there was a lot of the thing in this and, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's cool. That's cool because, you know, it's an inspiration, you know, and it's inspired filmmakers and someone wants to take these ideas and expound upon them and, and put them in a different, you know, a newer, a more hip setting. Um, you know, cool. I think it, I think that they did well. And I think the writing, shows uh how well they did um translating that into um you know a 90s high school um the characters i thought were were well done i just kind of wished the characters would have been more developed um but aside from that i mean i had fun with this this is this was mindless this you didn't have to put a whole lot of thought in it um, they did all of the storytelling for me. I didn't have to to think outside of the box. I didn't have to come up with my own conclusions. You know, I don't. I don't need any backstory. If they want to do a sequel or a prequel, cool. You know, I'm I'm down. But um, I mean, it was just it was fun, and it it had there was you know some star power in this. You had a lot of a lot of people pop up in this that I had totally forgot were in this. Um, I had totally forgotten that John Stewart was in this. Uh, facial hair and all. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, all in all, yeah, it, it was a fun ride. Um, it was it was nice to go back and revisit. Um, I can't think of any other '90s movie I want to go back and and try my hand at. But uh, we'll we'll leave it at this. Um, eight and a half out of ten pins in the eye. Now, do you mean like these teen '90s movies? Or well, I, I mean like '90s horror in general. Okay. Like I don't want to go back and watch Candyman. Um, well, I was gonna say like. You know, because we have like that was the era that gave us Quentin and Kevin Smith. No, no, I know that. No, there there are films from the '90s that I like. I'm just saying, like '90s horror was like probably my least favorite. '90s, early 2000s. I don't know. Idle Hands is okay. Idle Hands is fun. Yeah, it is. I like it. I like yeah, it. I like it too. I do too. 
Jessica Alba <laughs> yeah. in, a, in a slutty angel costume. Like, what more do you Seth want? Green. Come Seth on. Green. Seth Green. I'll and, give you and, Seth Green, and, but like, ugh. Devin Sawa. Come on. And, and the dude from fucking Daredevil and 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 Mighty Ducks with with his head and the you know. The, actually, no. That movie is fucking really good. Come to think yeah, of it. it's yeah. fun. It's fun. It's it's a funny movie. It's really because of Seth Green and the other dude. Oh yeah, why it's why it's so good. And and Jessica Alba because Seth Green's like my other husband. He's so funny. Just, I like funny short dudes. It's Jessica. Alba. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's up? Ooh, me. Um. Okay. I guess I have to give this um seven out of ten tentacle heads. Uh, the most iconic scene in this movie Uh, (laughs) 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 which i remember that i that is like one of the few scenes i remember from the theater and i yeah i agree it it was kind of dumb then too (laughs) but i feel like maybe maybe it was supposed to be kind of humorous and campy i can't be too angry with it even though it was ridiculous <laughs> yeah. um but yeah i had a, a much more pleasant time with this than i expected i thought oh no this is gonna be something that was like kind of fun when i saw it in high school now it's gonna suck so bad <laughs> but it's like oh it's, I, had, I had a good time <laughs> revisiting this i like um i don't necessarily consider it a classic but it was a uh, it was like really fun, mostly for the cast, in my opinion. That, that was the best uh, thing about this movie for me. Just like really great cast, and like everything about this movie does drip 1990s, though. So it's like if you don't have nostalgia for the decade, some things about this film will make it a rough um, experience. But as far as uh, why I docked points, I docked. Uh, three full points for my score because why does the goth girl have to be wearing pastels in the final scene just because she got some dick <laughs> I like, agree right what's this about good point <laughs> like what, what's with the lavender attack on her wardrobe i don't he don't cured know. her lesbianism i can i can vouch for that like it never cured me from being goth right (laughs) actually make you more goth yeah right right i've had some depressing dick what the hell is that yeah i think that was like one of my biggest um pet peeves actually it was like like what what the fuck is this ending this is stupid (laughs) that's funny But it, you know, I I do agree with that reviewer. It was like that was typical, like end of the world. You know, you save the world and everybody makes out. You know, I can't tell you how many fucking movies ended like that. And it's like, God, come on, we can do better mm-hmm. than this. But the the funniest part, I think, thinking about the 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 head, um, <laughs> the, the octopus head, is you see her body in the background. Like, kind of like <laughs> shuffling around, like trying to fi- find the head. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, it is. It's campy. It's campy as Again, shit. It's a fucking comedy. That's yeah. all, and that, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the and the fact that the thing that beats them is this fucking drug, scat. It's mostly I mean, caffeine pills, yeah. and they're tweaking on caffeine pills. 
Guaranteed to jack you up. Guaranteed <laughs> to jack you up. Yeah, but it's it's fucking caffeine pills. You're just snorting fucking caffeine pills and God just knows what else. give me like else. arrhythmia in my heart. That's all it would do. <laughs> right? Right? Oh, oh no. Right, so <laughs> I'm I'm going to be like probably the kinder one. I'm going to give this a 9 out of 10. Um, no more flogging the bishop, pals. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's 100% a time capsule from the late 90s when, again, Kevin Williamson ruled the world. Miramax Dimension could do no wrong. Even went there straight to video Children of the Corn and Hellraiser abominations. People still rented them. You know, you worked oh, in the yeah. video store. They got them. Literally, anything Dimension Films was almost guaranteed you were going to go see well, it. Well, my video it store, they also rented Calm Dumpsters 28, so I don't really have a good <laughs> Listen, there's, there's time there's time and a place for, for such classics as, uh, you know, Stick it where the sun don't shine. Is that what he says in Clark's, right? Like the whole, when he's ordering all the porno in front of the little girl. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, no, it, it 100% holds up. I mean, it, it definitely had a, had a great cast um, between the adults and the, and the, you know, teen young adult there with the cum dumpsters 28. Um, <laughs> I think I forgot to rewind that one. <laughs> um. No, I mean, it's the it's, first twenty-seven to get it. Got to see the first twenty-seven. Yeah, there's like a whole plot. <laughs> yeah, no, it, no, it's yeah. like it's like Leonard Part Six. Like it's just it just goes right right to it, you know. <laughs> um, but no, like it still holds up. Um, CGI didn't age very well in certain scenes, as we said. But some of the effects, like that scene out in the field, like we said, when they're when the rain's hitting, and like they're. It's what I imagine Beetlejuice's face looks like in that scene that we don't see in Beetlejuice. <laughs> that we don't see. Would yeah, probably be that. Um. Again, uh, the, the soundtrack. It's again. It's a time. Let I me mean, listen. The Offspring song in the beginning is fucking perfect. Yeah, I love as, as, as I as I, like- as I as I as I unintentionally got the finger. It's literally the only song in the movie I think I like <laughs> is that opening song from the from the Offspring. The kids aren't all right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I really can't say too much bad about it. I it's it's a heavy rotation film for me. I watch it consistently. It's it aged well. It it doesn't suck. It still holds up. I mean, it's it's good to also introduce people to it that maybe are a little on the fence about watching horror movies. Mm-hmm. Even though this isn't a, I've always I said through the whole episode, it's a comedy. It's one hundred percent a comedy. Yes, there's sci-fi and some horror elements to it. It's a comedy, so you can ease people in. This is a good gateway genre film to get people into the genre. So if you did couple this with lost boys and maybe killer clowns from outer space i think you'd be okay with getting more or people the gate to see. or the gate yeah well i mean well, well i guess, I guess yeah. the gate is a little bit more into like it is because it was the 80s and they didn't give a fuck what kids watched true yeah, but this is true but I, but, I, but, I, but I really think if like someone was like well let me see why you like this genre so much it would be this the first scream because it is a good gateway movie also it's it's like the, it's yeah. like the safe movie yeah, it's not like overly gory or anything. Right. Um Killer Clowns from Outer Space and um I forgot what I said. The other one. Martyrs. Martyrs. Oh Martyrs, <laughs> yeah. Martyrs. Well Martyrs, no, a Serbian film. No. Yeah. yeah no. Good gameplay. Right. Right. <laughs> but um but yeah, no, this is this is um yeah, it's it still holds up. It's it's definitely a time capsule of, of the era. I mean, yes, some of us did dress like that, some of us did talk like that. Um, yeah. I think it could have used it could have used a little more Jinko jeans and more chain wallets. I mean, yeah, it, they it, were I mean, a lot it, of chain wallets. 
I mean, it definitely could have used more Josh Hartnett bad haircuts, but. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Although, uh, as far as like good gateway films, so like uh, Andre tried to video while we were reading, and I said, I can't talk right now. We're doing a podcast. Oh, what movie? Uh, the Faculty. He's like, that was hugely popular in Russia. Yeah. Oh, really? I, I had no idea, but you never. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People huh. really like, over there just love this movie. Yeah. It's, it, it's, rightly gone on to have a cult status it still holds up i mean mm-hmm. some of these guys go to go to conventions and it's no coincidence that they're signing faculty stuff whenever they they show up there right so <laughs> i'm glad you championed this one nico i i did this is one of the few like that i you know i'm not again i'm with come with you guys on a lot of this shit with like some of like the 90s horror movies but this was one that like i really i'm, I'm with sean this and idle hands yeah, I'm glad and, I went back and watched this because and 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 the fun. first scream also too because I you know I I, I do well and scream two scream two was the better of the two for I just hated know. that I was in high school when most stuff sucked like well, you started out with yeah. the bang it was Candyman <clears throat> yeah. and they're like you know Satanic Panic of the 80s we're not gonna do that again it's gonna suck for a while and it didn't it didn't really grab me until yeah, early 2000s but, but to, but to be Chainsaw fair though but we we didn't need heart I mean it's not that to sound fucked up but like we didn't because we had Pulp Fiction we had Clerks we had Mallrats we had See, these guys were making these indie filmmakers. Chasing were making Amy, these which is one of my favorites. Chasing Amy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. We we also had kids. We had Hurricane oh, yeah. Streets. We had um all these other films. So like the the, the lack of horror or or like as ho- bad as horror was, it was kind of made up for on the yeah. back end for this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Plus we had Desperado. We had fucking El Mariachi. Mm-hmm. We had we had the way more out of Right. Well, that was that was later. I'm talking about like another. Yeah, like, oh, no, but, but we, but we, we. Did, I don't think we realized how good we really had it until. Yeah, we the started. '90s. I mean, it was all, when I was in high school. I was all about Oliver Stone movies, Quentin Tarantino movies, because uh, Pulp Fiction came out in my sophomore year. Yep. Why am I older than everybody else? Plus, we um, we had the we had the Crow. You know what I mean? Like we had we had all these, but again, the that Crow falls doesn't under do the it dimension. for me, guys. See, it does for me, and it, it's a very special movie for me, especially because of what happened. It's iconic to me, but like rewatching it, I'm like, oh. Okay, it's it's what, him. the crow and it's yeah, it's the oh, movie's fucking great. I just don't think it's that great. I mean, it's, I don't think the it's fucking bad. soundtrack. I is don't amazing. think the soundtrack exactly. is mostly good. I love the Cure song on there, Bird. It's oh, him, but it's him. He's he holds that he's commands your attention and rightfully so. Yeah, but you can tell as you watch it that they had to make do. Which right, but that also kind of adds to the tragedy of the overall story and the and film. It's, it's like that slowing down to look at a car wreck thing for me. I think that's why it bothered me because the tragedy upset me so badly. The real tragedy that I can't, I couldn't get too attached. But I mean, it's but it's also like it's such an iconic like final. Not to be, it's a, it's a final swan song for, and it's. It makes me sad when I watch it. Maybe that's why. And I think that's the point. Where, like, it won't rain all the time. I'm like, stop, stop it. But I, but I think that's the point of it. Is like because like at the end of it, you're like, you, we watch this. Well, that's gonna be like this should be a whole other, another discussion. But you, I um, think it could be. It could yeah, be. But I, be but part. I, but I, 100 like you know, we. It's an actual but, movie, but right. But but for the lack of horror that we had, we had it a lot better than we know. Yeah. It's yeah, true. I just true. get mad about how much it sucked when I was finally old enough to like get into these, you know, movies. It was like well, I mean, they I'll, all I'll tell you, I'll ass. tell you a quick story because, like, when my friends and my sisters like kind of gave me the old like okie doke because I was like dying to see, and because I was an idiot fucking kid, but I was dying to see Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Mm-hmm. 
and they they all well i didn't know because you know like but again horror really sucked at that point and they were we're gonna go say what you did last summer part two or whatever the sequel was and they fucking tricked me to go okay and i'm like i stood outside for two hours in the fucking because i refused to fucking pay to see that movie yeah and they came out and they were like oh yeah then Ended up watching it like not too long after when it hit VHS, and I was like, "This is exactly why I didn't fucking pay to see this fucking movie." Yeah, this was like the biggest fucking piece of shit. First of all, I hate fucking Brandy. I've never liked that bitch. I don't like her either. <laughs> Jack Black, I love him, but as the white Jamaican, get the fuck out of here with that shit. Yeah, that's stupid. Jamaican over there. No, we're not. We're not. The only good one in there was fucking Mackay Pfeiffer. I had a crush on Mackay Pfeiffer. And besides, he was he was fucking better in Eight Mile as future. Yeah, I about to say, yeah, he was in Eight Mile. Yeah, was, yeah I think that I think the late nineties for me, it was you know Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs, All Natural Born Killers, Romance, Belly. Like, I mean, there were there were some great fucking films, you know. And like you said, with the indie filmmakers, with with these new up and comers that were doing something totally different. Than what a lot of the other studios. And Oliver Stone was in his out. experimental days. Yeah. There was some good shit there. No. See, I'm not a big fan of him, but like I love Scarface. It's one of my favorite yeah. movies of Oliver all time. Oliver Stone, when he's good, he's but fucking he wrote it. good. When yeah. He's good. But when he's not good, it sucks ass. Like it's real bad. Yeah. So, but like what the 90s did horror wise for me, because I've always just been this horror obsessed person, is it, it led me down these pathways to find older shit out of the way shit. It's how I saw I spit on your grave. I'd always heard that you got to see I spit on your grave. I didn't know what it was about, but it was like one of those, like it was, like I said, we would get it in, we would get faces of death in, in these mom and pop stores. And then we'd never see them again. So I knew it was good. Like uh Ninja Scroll was the same way. Like that shit yeah. would come in and it was gone. So I'm like, I got to see this shit. So I would order another copy for the store, rent it first, knowing somebody was going to take it home. That's how I saw I spit on your grave. I saw a lot of like grindhouse, gritty mm-hmm. shit. Well, um, started seeing also, Frank Henenlotter shit. Also, too, don't, don't forget, too, but like, cause by, by the time like we were going into high school, there was more than just HBO and Cinemax and Showtime. It became other channels. So we there actually... There was movie channel. That's no, no, what no, Joe Bob no, was no. on. We, we actually had... All of us had IFC before yeah. it is what it was now. But back then, we had IFC and Sundance channels. So we were able yeah. to watch a lot of this shit yeah. that we normally... Fucking been able to watch and we were just like wow like we were fucking blown away by like half the me, shit like as a horror fan it, i got to be introspective i got to see you know hammer horror films that's why i started right. exploring with those right. because they didn't grab my interest enough so i was like i'm gonna <laughs> dig and i'm gonna find shit so Plus, i got I mean, to really get into classics and other subgenres. and then when the 2000s came along that was like my shit it but was I, i'm pretty sure that the, the four of us can agree because we're all of that age or close to it you well, know, roughly the, the no, no, I was going to say the advantage of having the video stores back then where we were able to go <clears throat> and rent these films because word of mouth was such a big thing. No. That's part of the reason why the faculty, I feel like, went on to become such a cult movie is because like now look at us, we're talking about it. More people are going to go and watch that movie because we're like, well, we liked it. We didn't, you know, because really, you don't really, we didn't really have a lot negative to say about this movie when you look. No, right. we really didn't. I, I really was surprised didn't. by that. Um, it's, compared it's so to a lot of the other films we've talked right. about. Right. Like all, all four of us kind of across less. the board, like kind of agreed that it still holds up. It's still relevant. It's still entertaining. Well, and just bringing it up on Twitter, people were really excited. I didn't even read everything. Right. And people but, are like, but, I got to go rewatch that right now. And again, as a filmmaker, what, what more could somebody like me want? 
for their film than people to still almost 30 years later. Oh, it's such a fun movie. It still holds up. This and the third. That's that's well, when that says a lot. Your cinema fans and people who are like it's specifically to almost the horror genre specifically because we're very obsessive fans. If you hear about something, you're like, I haven't seen that. What are we going to do? We're going to go fucking watch it. Whether we, you know, right. it seems like it's good or not. We're like, I got to, I got to have my own opinion. And here's, here's something else too. Um, Like no matter what, cause I, I, and I've learned this, not the hard way, but like I've noticed this over the years. It's always like there, there's, there's two lessons I've, I, I know for sure is like, no matter how many movies you're in, no matter how many awards you win, you're going to end up doing conventions at some point in your life. It just happens. It is the way it is. Whatever. Nothing wrong with that, because at least you get to meet your fans. Whatever. Second is, no matter what, we could all hate a movie, but the next person, that could be their favorite movie of all time. Because I'm sure there's like plenty of people who listen to this show that will come on and say, oh, The Faculty is my favorite movie of all time. Like When we did The Lost Boys, I told you that to this day, that's my sister's favorite movie ever out of anything made is The Lost Boys. You may hate it, but the next person, it's going to be their favorite movie. Like, I hated Halloween Ends. There's quite a few people who they'd say it's their favorite Halloween movie of all time. Nothing wrong with that. You might be subjective with the taste. That's just our opinion. We're not going to shit on you too much. I'm going but... to ask how many movies they've seen. <laughs> but, but even still, like, but see, that that's the thing is, like, no matter what, like, some people, like, oh, that's the worst movie ever made. There's going to be that one person. This is my favorite movie of all time. And well, the faculty would fall under that. Yeah. I, I mean, I, th- I think back to when we covered the video dead. Oh, God. You know, we, no. we excoriated that. And, and our poor guest that was on there <laughs> just absolutely loved it. And we haven't heard from her since. No, no she yeah, actually, when, when Joe Bob read my letter, because they're one of the, before the uh, Silver Bolo got destroyed they were one of the last people to win it right that. yeah i do and remember she that, reached yeah. out to me when joe bob read my letter and she's like i'm so happy for you you're so awesome remember i told you it was rebecca oh, Reinhardt. yeah she that's happy. rebecca yeah. reinhardt that's her name i couldn't remember and just well, good. Be, i'm glad there's no bad blood just to give you an example no, I'm not trying to, like maniac not a fan i don't i don't like it but listen listen that's okay i know that's what your favorite i don't i don't whatever me personally it's not my my, my cup of tea Outside yeah. of Romero, that's my shit right there. But like, okay, so like American Werewolf in London, we all know, is my favorite horror movie. To you, you'll be like, yeah, it's cool. I wouldn't watch it. That's, but for me, that's, do you see? So like, that's my well, favorite. Me, you know, this is the thing is I've grown a lot from this show. I'm going to wrap this up here in a sec. Uh, yeah. You know, he has to go to bed, but. Um, I do too, because I have to get you a guys have opened Hill. up my eyes. Like, I'm a Jason fan now. I hated Jason. If you remember, like, for three seasons, I fucking hated it. And now I'm like, suddenly, like, I think I'm a fan. I get yeah, it see, now. Because, like, growing up, I was a kid as a Freddy fan. Now, as an adult, I'm like, whoa, Jason's way more fun. <laughs> okay, no, I'm still it's a Freddy just... person. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm, like, I, like, I'm just saying, but I'm like, even like now, like, except for the piece of shit we got, you know, last year for this, even Michael Myers, I'm like, damn, like, those new Halloween movies, except for that one, uh, I don't count. Yeah. Those movies are fucking fun as shit for what they yeah. are, you know. But except for that last one, because we don't count. Like I said I'm that, 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 that does not exist. Three person and nothing's going to change my mind. Right, but that's what I mean because that that movie too. That, that there's your prime example where people shit on that, and now there's getting a lot. But but still, people still hate it. But you and I loved it when we were kids. So yeah. I wasn't even allowed just, to like it. We'll leave it I at just, that because that's the thing is like horror is so subjective, especially yeah. well movies in general are so subjective. But like you yeah. know. We all just like don't I said, be a we dick all just, about it, people. 
Right. I'm sorry, Sean. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I no, I was. Just, I just. I was just gonna say, like, all this talk about like video stores and stuff, and I know we talk about it a lot because you both had worked at them. It just. Many it makes years. me feel so bad for like the this generation now because with all the streaming services, it's so fucking easy to get access to a lot of the shit that we had to like track down, and Special it's order. it's so. God, I just feel bad for them because yeah, the too. they don't get to experience. I tried to give. You think our about kids you think way. about when when we had when we it was Friday night, right? And mom takes me to the video store, and I can get two movies for the weekend, right? And I'm I'm basing off cover, right? Yeah. I'm looking at the covers, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get this, and I'm gonna get this because both these covers look badass. And I take those movies home, and I'm fucking pumped. And they're so right? bad. Mom stops and gets me chicky nuggies and I go home and I put those movies in and they fucking suck. And my <laughs> whole fucking weekend. Anyway. Right. And, but I watch them because, you know, mom paid for them and, you know, God damn it. You're going to sit down. You're going to watch it. And you're going to fucking like it. And, and I sit down and I watch them and I'm miserable the whole time. And my whole weekend's fucking shot. Right. But that was the fucking joy because the times when you got those treasures, when you found those fucking movies that changed your fucking life, you know what I'm saying? Now it's like you find something on streaming, you watch it, you forget about it. But also, too, one thing about streaming that you didn't bring up, but this I was going to, I didn't want to interrupt when you were saying it, because the difference between going to the video store and being able to rent those films versus watching it on streaming is the fact that, like, the licensing for streaming kind of limits what you can watch where at the video store you didn't have that problem they were all there and also right. it was the thrill of the hunt right, right. yeah to make sure it was actually available on... because they only typically had one copy right so it was it was like finding it or finding that one movie and no you were the only person every time that checked it out nobody else ever rented that fucker but you were you were hooked on that dog no, you know i had but, some bad movies i fucking but see loved now and, for me like the thrill of I the hunt the thrill of the hunt now is me spending <laughs> two hours going through Netflix trying to find something to watch. Well, only to realize on Netflix. Only to realize that I've just spent two hours and now I don't have time to watch anything because <laughs> I spent all and that now time when fucking looking. Like five minutes into a movie and they don't like it, they just back out. They, and look they can just one. back out. They don't yeah. give it a chance. No. Yep. So it's different. So yeah, that's. It, it just every time we talk about the video store, it takes me. It takes me back to like that. That feeling. I you was know, working I mean, at video stores at seven years old. You know, like it's a very nostalgic place. I'd get butterflies stuff. in my stomach on the way to the video store because it was like, "Fuck, what am I going to find? What's really? going to be there?" Next time, next time we have a full on, I'll, I'll tell the story about how I actually discovered, like, how I found Reservoir Dogs and True Romance back to back due to being sick and getting Pulp Fiction for Christmas. So oh, nice. I'll tell it another time is how that all happened. So yeah, yeah that was such a fun it. time. I just wish I could reproduce that but you can't yeah. ever do it again that's one of those things that i wish i could give my kids but our kids are very well uh they, they see a lot of things they have we've given them very you know intimate experiences with movies they've seen a lot of shit that kids don't know what the fuck they're talking about yeah so i try to re reproduce it in my own way for them so they have these unique experiences and attachments to films no <sighs> so like like sean right. i also have to get up early yeah. What's up, Erica? Uh, oh, I have to leave. I'm sorry. No, I no it's cool. I think we're all going. Yeah, thanks for being <laughs> yeah, here yeah. tonight, guys. And hope yeah, you all thank you. 
get to feeling better. Emiko, you feel better. Thanks. And yeah. um, this is really fun. So everybody have a good night. Also, also rest in peace, Biggie. Today's the anniversary. Greatest yeah. rapper of all time. Died on March 9th. Yeah. I'll just agree with that, but I, I have more to say. Well, you know. Yeah. I'm a two-pop. All right, guys. All right. Love, Love you guys. Take care. Love you. Bye.